Who shot ya? Separate the weak from the opsa. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch's feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. Then the shit stopped when I fall the plot. Neighbors call the cops, said they heard mad shots. Saw me in the drop, three and a quarter. Slaughter, electrical tape around the daughter. Old school, new school, need to learn though. I've heard baby. Welcome to episode 64 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogan, Ryan Dempsey. We got Big Papa kicking things off tonight. I'm just gonna uh, let it ride. I love let that. I'm just letting kick that, that motherfucker ride. Fuck oh, it. I love Biggie because we do what we want. What's up, Ryan? Ah, uh, you know, little little down today, but all good. Uh, your, your day is always gonna be crappy when you wake up to find out that you know, one of your favorite musicians dead. So. Yeah, in fucking Detroit. Yeah, man. Yeah, devastating. I had a bunch of friends that went to that show last night. Really? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people I know went to that Soundgarden show. I, if Sound, if Soundgarden hadn't just changed openers, because Dillinger Escape Plan is either playing, maybe they're playing with them later. They're either opening for them early part of that tour, or they were opening for them. They were supposed to open for them later. But if Dillinger right. would have been on that bill, I would have gone. But I had no desire to see the Pretty Reckless. So, right, right. But yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. I. I Watched, saw a bunch of pictures and videos from people, and then woke up this morning and found that out. Yeah, I'm waking up and I just see like everywhere. It's just like, no, I can't be right. No, I can't be right. And then you start seeing like it's like every single like news source is like reporting it. Like Chris Cornell dead 52. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he's fucking dead. No, like, so I, you know, rocked out to some Soundgarden all day at, at work. You know, got to pay words, uh, pay respects and tributes to a, to a great man. It was a, a very talented musician and uh, played for Soundgarden, Audio Slave, uh, did some solo projects of. Um, Part of Temple of the Dog. A Temple of the Dog, the yeah. Dog. Yeah, with uh, Pearl Jam, I believe it was. Most of Pearl Jam, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed his work. Um, I mean, I can't say I was a, a mega fan, never went and seen him on concert no. or anything, but I really did enjoy his work. I thought he was a talented singer. Uh, had, had great sound, uh, very memorable sound, unique. And yeah. you know, my family, my, I know my uncles were were big Soundgarden fans when when Bad Motorfinger came out. They were, yeah. they, were uh, they had the tape. <laughs> I enjoyed Soundgarden <laughs> way back. Yeah, way back then. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was a it's bummer. Definitely, it definitely does like the, how talented a guy is when he can have his own band, then he can jump to the lead vocals for like with another band, and then do it with yet another band. Like he, no matter what, he could always make things. Like melt right in the right way. Yeah, there was one band I wasn't too, too a bunch of a big fan of though. No, Audio Slave. No, nah, man. No. Nah, dude, I, I'm a big Rage fan. Yeah, like, same I here. love Rage, mm-hmm. and it just I don't know, it never felt. Trying to mix uh, Tom Morello with a little slower yeah, style. Dude, like, well, not like yeah. when they came out the gate. Like the first, what is it? Uh, I can't remember what the name Coaches. of it. Coaches. Yes, yes, that track. I was like, all right. I'm okay with this, but then yeah, when the rest of the stuff off that first album came out, it was all I, I just no. Yeah, soft rock. Yeah, almost. I you know, like a stone is uh, yeah, you know yeah, soft rock. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, their singles that they put out were one thing. Like the album like, overall was good. It, it kind of it changed. Like they 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 changed direction with like all three albums that they put out. 
I got to see Prophets of Rage last summer, and I enjoyed some of the audio slave tunes more with Chuck D and Be Real Rapping. Oh, that. I bet. Should I bet? This Dude, sounds fun. with those two rapping instead of the Cornell yeah, vocals sure. was cool as shit. Cool as shit. But yeah, RIP to Chris Cornell, man. Yeah, that was way too early. 52 years old. Still, he was still hanging in Bag of Man, swinging they, and slinging. They, uh, hanging's probably not a good yeah. term. I did on purpose. Okay. I did on purpose. Because I was going to say, he, he was found literally with a, a band across his neck. So that was the only uh, info that I have so far. That's all I saw, yeah. too, was that he was death caused by hanging. I, I wonder if he was David Carradine ended up or something. If not, he was yeah, uh, in excess there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't getting freaky like that, then it was. Uh, he went on and did a show. He was so depressed that he went out and performed as a professional. Went home, and back to the hotel, and it was over. Yep. So, you know, we'll find out in the coming weeks. I'm drugs, sure. maybe. Knows, man. Alcohol, probably. I mean, that's that's the general consensus when something like this happens. Is you immediately think that, and most of the time, it's it is that. Yeah. Was it a deciding factor? Nobody will ever know. Nope. That that secret went with him. But, yep, exactly. you know, it sucks, but RIP. Yes. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, uh, before we get into things tonight, let's uh, let's talk about Monday, man. We were uh, we were guests, you and I, on the Loaded Joe's MMA show with our good friend Blake. Yeah, man. Had a good time. That was awesome. It was, it was zero hour. It was. It was late as fuck. Yeah. It was no warning. <laughs> it was basically, guys... My my guest dropped out. Can you do this? And we jumped on. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't. I, I did know what to expect because I've watched so much of. Uh, I've watched so so many of these that Blake's done. Right. But I didn't know what to expect because I I don't think I've ever seen him do um, two of us nope. together. Uh, you know, him and two guests at the same right, time. So yeah. I didn't know how it was right. going to work, if it was going to be, you know, us, you know, talking over too much, there's going to be a delay, so on and so forth. But it was pretty, you know, with the exception of a couple little areas of um, of just lag, it was pretty damn smooth. Yeah. I thought. I thought yeah. so, too. It was a fun interview to listen to. I, I, I tweeted it out to, the, to you guys there. I thought, like, it was it was great. I really enjoyed it. Just sat back and it was Listen to the, like check out the video here and there, but just listen to the guys uh, shoot the breeze. Yeah, and I thought it was great. Yeah, you didn't miss much not watching the video except for me just looking uncomfortable. As yeah, well. <laughs> I'm in Grand Rapids Brewery. Well, I, I I have friends that work at Founders. I drink a lot of Founders beer. There you go. I gotta show love. If I would have had an unruly brewery beer in my fridge, I would have been drinking that. But I had water. I also had water, but I knew Blake would be drinking, so yeah. I was like, "Got to do this right." That's the gimmick. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna be on the loaded Joes, I might as well have me an ice cold. Stone Cold wasn't gonna come out and just drink water. No, you know, so no. Blake wasn't gonna come out on the loaded Joes and drink just water. No, well, no. We're we're fifty views away for breaking seventy five hundred. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Awesome. Well. When we sat down to do this, I didn't have, I didn't have any expectations of of having. If we broke a thousand views on this thing, I would have been like, awesome. Oh yeah, this is that's cool. A thousand people wanted to watch us do this thing. I would, I would have been stoked for five hundred. Yeah, really? to be honest, like, yeah. 
that many people give a shit about what you and I have to say. Yeah, the thing is, is when it it didn't take off right away though. When I first, when I was watching it happen, as because uh, he didn't put it out till what Tuesday night. Yeah, it was Tuesday uh, midnight. Yeah, as I say, I think I woke up to it uh, Wednesday morning because yeah. I watched, listened, and watched some of it uh, in the morning when I got up. Yeah, so he didn't he didn't take or didn't post it right away. So it was it's only been up for. Not even two days. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen in another two. It's pretty cool. I think this is what awesome. When you guys keep me away. What's that? You guys are a smash. You guys are a smash when you guys keep me away. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm holding you guys back, man. Never. It, do, it doesn't feel right. You imagine all you, three of us in there, three floating heads with him. We've never even done a video call with Ryan. Like, no. Uh-uh. Like, that's... I, <sighs> I think about that, and, like, I talk about it with people, you know, and, like, when I try to explain the show and stuff, you know, like we do, we've talked about before, we have a friend that we've never met. Like, not only have we never met Ryan, we've never even seen, like, I know what Ryan's face looks like, but I have never seen Ryan's mouth move (laughs) and words at the same, and hear words at the same time. Like, this is... That old, uh, was it the Colonel O'Brien there, where you say, like, the cuddle picture of the guy's face and go through his mouth (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) And like, you know, that's the we've talked to Blake a few times, but yeah, that was the first time actually having a face to face conversation with him and stuff. Yeah, and it yeah. was, it was cool. But yeah, I, I explained that to people with Ryan. It's like you know, we we've never actually seen him had a video face to face conversation, but yet we talk yeah. constantly and and do this all the time. And that's our that is our next step in the evolution of the show is is video. Yeah, yeah it's coming. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting We're, there. Uh, Baby steps. Absolutely. We, we've evolved the the audio to such a great level that we're at now, and that's taken enough time, almost a year and a half, to get to this point. So we just have some logistical uh, difficulties on what we're going to do and, and how we're going to do the, the the video portion, or if we're going to do singular, you know, just uh, a video camera in front of each of us and do it like that, if we're going to do uh, a video camera and distance away and, and and get different shots like that how exactly we're going to do it we haven't figured out planned that out yet but what we've done with the audio since we started awesome and once we get to the video down i'm sure it's not going to be the best to start with but we'll learn it and we'll figure it out shit video i'd be happy if we can just get ryan on a fucking fight night yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose that should be that's step it, one that's, it. it's gotta be coming soon you know like Probably like, uh, the next uh, fight night that the uh, USC puts out that we do, I probably would be able to do it most uh, more than likely. Uh, the next fight night's on Sunday in the UFC. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. But that's a that's uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah the Memorial Day. Day I don't have so, to work. We don't have to work here at Mondays. Yep, we, that's a that's a goddamn holiday yeah. unless you're a restaurant worker. And, and uh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Ryan, what what has your schedule been like for the last eleven days? Uh, I believe it was. Uh, oh yeah, work. And how many <laughs> hours a day for eleven days straight? Uh, eight to ten, depending on the day, because I'm a nut. Thirteen hour days, eleven days straight, because you're fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
That's why it's hard to get Ryan onto a fight night because he's a maniac and not a podcast yeah. or anything because he's always he's a, trying to provide the, for his family. This is this is just an anomaly. Like this is uh, like we said, yeah, I got a special day coming up soon. Yeah. So I'm just banking some extra cash for someone uh, someone special, and then my schedule goes back down to a five day work week. On so. top of that, two little ones. That's right to contend with. Brand new baby boy. So. Busy, busy man. Yeah. The fact that we can get him. When I'm, at, when I'm at work all day long and I get home, apparently my wife doesn't like it when I say, well, I'm going to go do a podcast for two hours, <laughs> so you can hold on to them for a little bit longer. Yeah, that's cool, right? Yeah, Thursdays are okay, podcast. though, right? Yeah, there's, as long as we can yeah, get you one day. One day a week's good. Yeah. But not four days a week. We, we appreciate you, Kara, for just being oh my gosh, understanding yes. and letting Hell, us borrow the, your husband one night a week. The patience of a saint. We, we, we love and appreciate you very much. But this 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 uh, Blake yes. Motor Show's yeah, podcast, yeah, we to bring man, that back, actually, you so. gotta bring. Yeah, we had to bring thank that you. back. So, thank you, Blake, so much. I cannot thank him enough. I hope that this this show does more views than any other that he that he has. I hope it opens up something for him and provides something for him as well as us. I don't know how it will, but I hope it does. Whatever uh, we can do, we will, because that guy. And the last, over the course of two months, maybe three, he has done more for so many people than yeah. I can even begin to imagine. Yeah. I mean, how many people have connected on that page and how many people have, how many people's show has, has been elevated because of what he's done by not just building the page and this, this having people connect there, but constantly contributing constantly liking constantly supporting <coughs> constantly being the backbone of it Going you know he just everybody's show exactly he didn't just yeah. set it and forget it he's he's doing, hustling doing three or four or whatever of his own like he's and pushing everybody he's elevating everybody to elevate himself instead of instead of stepping on people to get himself up yep. he's bringing everyone yeah. with him yeah. he's he's one in a million and i cannot i can't thank him enough and i can't say enough how happy and lucky that we are to have come across this dude yeah absolutely yeah. cuz like not you know for as much praise as we give him for all the help and support he's given us like there's every other podcast that he he does the same things for like Blake yeah. is just a really all around awesome dude fuck yeah man much yeah, nothing but positive like, you know uh you guys are saying the interview like you know there's no trolling on that page like no matter what gets posted on the page it's like everyone just says it's an awesome like support group just to help everyone just get better at what they're doing it made me want to you know we have i have a a friend dale we talk about on here a lot who shares our stuff listens to our podcast all the time he wanted to get into podcasting and it made me watching the way that blake and those guys do this other thing over on that on that community uh page Maybe want to get out and help him and help him get started. It just it, it's, it trickles down, man. It, it, you want to pay it forward. Yeah, right. They do something good, and yeah. I see how much good they're doing. I want to do something good, so I went over there to his house on Tuesday, and we sat for hours and hours just hammering away, getting the software working, getting the hardware working. You know, it's it just you know, you just want to keep paying it forward, and you just want to keep seeing people continue to grow and and dale's gonna have a fun fun podcast when he gets going and i'm looking forward to having him on our show us on his show absolutely and it's just another extension of what blake's done over there it's just a continuation man he's just awesome 
yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to to meeting Dale myself for the first time. So yeah, it'll be fun. Fight night, man. Dale's going to be over here. Yes. Uh, and before we get into this week's card, I just want to mention and congratulations also to our good friend Kyle from the Load, or the Loudmouth MMA. Sorry, Kyle. Loudmouth MMA on their 100th episode that they did Saturday night uh, during UFC 211. That's a hell of a feat, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I said. It's impressive. He's only been doing it since November, and he's already had a hundred interview or hundred episodes. Crazy. Interviewed Bruce Buffer twice, Robin Black twice. Like wow. He just did. Uh, who was it? Jimmy Manawa. He just did Jimmy. Yeah, Manawa yeah. I seen that. I yeah, seen I, that. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Like Kyle's doing amazing things, man, and I'm super proud of him. In the short time that I've known Kyle, like I really like that dude a lot. He's been cool. He's networked a ton of shows. Yeah. So many. I've been on their show twice now. I did that news episode a couple of weeks ago, and then he called. He texted me. I'm watching the fight, and I was just telling you guys this before the show. Like I just get a message just during the Ioana fight, like their early round, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, you want to come on and talk about this fight when it's over?" Sure. Didn't tell me it was the hundredth episode till like we're live. Uh (laughs) Because he calls me. He I, I texted him my number. He called me. And so he's just like, oh, yeah, hey, by the way, we're doing our 100th episode. I'm like, oh, sweet, man. You know, game. Congratulations. Yeah. We're, they're already recording. He had, I know, Blake and uh, Keith and a couple others on. But it was it was fun. I had a lot of fun. I'm, I just enjoy Kyle. He does a really good job. I talked, another... uh, I talked to him. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I talked to him today. I was going through small pictures. You guys seen some of the old stuff. And I, and I had a couple pictures of uh a collection of Magic the Gathering cards I bought back in 98. And Kyle's an old school player, just a guy yeah. from the 90s. We're a couple of geeks from old school, man. And I sent him, I took a snap, and we were and, uh, we were talking today for a little while about uh, about what I got out of there and and, and uh, trying to pinpoint, you know, looking at the old picture, pinpoint some of the cards that were on there and just uh, reminiscing on that. And, you know, he's uh, he's a great guy just to sit and talk to me. He's funnier he's than fuck. He's fun as fuck. You know? Dude, he, he's messaging me while he was listening to the show the other day, or last Friday, because, you know, I was when I was yelling at Ryan about never seeing, Star, or never seeing the Goonies <laughs> and, and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And he... It's not true. I have seen some of it, most of it, Fell asleep and gave up on For it. For not seeing the rest of the Goonies. Yeah. But I predicted pretty much the entire ending, no problem. You have no... If you want to watch a good episode of the Goonies, just watch Bob's Burgers. God damn yeah, it, They Brian. did an awesome episode. It the... made the movie, like, watchable. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Why do you do this to me? It's either, it's either the original Goonies or go fuck your mother. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the the blue cheese picture that I got on my page, so it just popped up. Um, but anyway, so Kyle's messaging me, and he's like, "Yeah, um, he's like, guess who still plays Magic?" And then he was like, "And also haven't watched Star Wars." Mm-hmm. And he's over Lord of the Rings, but I've read the books. Yeah, yep. And I just cried up, and I was like, uh, "I was like, please tell me you've seen the Goonies," and he just laughed. <laughs> So I mean, hundred episodes, a hundred things that he's done. Yeah, man. I mean, since November, geez, he's been hustling. I mean, they're they're boxing, they're NFL, they're um, what the, they had a craft beer one that I watched. Oh, um, craft uh, brewed sports. Craft brewed sports is that I what it was? It, where I could um, be wrong. I follow the page. I've yeah, watched, so do I. I, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, they were 
they had they had the the guy there. He was um, trying to name all the black NHL players, and uh, <laughs> if, if he if he missed if he didn't if he didn't name them all, he had to drink a uh, Smirnoff Ice. Crackford Sports, yeah. Yeah, so you know he was getting iced with whatever. I, it was it was fun. Um, he also does a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage. Yeah, geez, how specific can you get there? <laughs> Man, he wanted me to write a song for it. Like he's like, because uh, you know, I was telling you after we got done with the news episode. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. After, after we got done with that news episode, me, him, and Keith are talking, and and Kyle had mentioned something to Keith about me, me and a rapper. So Kyle, like, Keith made me rhyme while we're on this call <laughs> i'm like oh whatever and so kyle was like like joking was said something about writing a, a theme song for the nicholas cage podcast i'm trying to figure some stuff out I'm trying to work in nicholas cage movie titles into into a rap player. awesome we'll see what oh, happens fucking awesome we'll see what happens but yeah congratulations kyle man proud of you dude keep up the good well work. fucking done well well done we need to get kyle we need to get kyle and blake on together we need to do okay. a not a podcast with those two yes and just see where the hell we go. We've been getting a lot of uh, compliments for that not a podcast. Uh, Dale sat me down and said, man, that's the funnest thing I've heard in a long time. It, it is. Because it's, it's just perfect. It's, it's just what we, it's like I said, we talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do when we're just talking to each other. Yeah. It's it's, it's fun. We've got to get Ryan on one. Yeah. Crying on out. That's what we do. We yeah, just, 100%, definitely. We should just start... At- Recording. I went back and oh, sorry, Jeff. Go on. Oh no, I was just gonna say we should just as soon as we start the call, just record and then record. stop before oh, we yeah. get ready to do the show. And then that's it. And just see what we get. We could do a couple not a podcast a week. Then yeah, out of that, just that alone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say you know, I went back and I listened to that one after you, were, uh, you guys were talking with the the clicking of the pen. <laughs> and I had I had no idea when I was listening to that thing. I was just you know digging it. That was really good. You guys are like, what's with the clicking of the pen? I, went, like, I had to go back and listen to it to catch on to it because I was like just so focused on what you guys were saying that I completely missed the whole the, the whole thing going on in the background. <laughs> Look, I was stoned and I have ADD. And, and I have OCD, so I'm only focusing on the pen. It's like, I don't know what he's saying. I heard it click, 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 click. Like, what yeah, the fuck is going on in my head? <laughs> <laughs> what? You got to get yourself one of those uh, ADD finger twirling. Fuck that thing. That's what I said. Fuck that thing. <laughs> fuck that <laughs> shit. Ow, I'm loving this thing, man. Nah, fuck that like shit. I'm nice cool right now. There was just a pen near me, and I was fucking watching fights and really stoned. I'm sitting on my goddamn, like, I'm sitting on my fucking couch with a headset on. Like, okay, I'm out of work. It's not a real podcast. I don't have to be focused. You put a pen right. next yeah. to me. I'm going to click the goddamn thing. What are you doing? Pew! I threw the fucking thing away as soon as you brought it to my attention. Come sail away, baby. It's almost like uh, when you listen to the Joe Rogan experience and Brian Callen's munching on food into the microphone. You can see like Joe Rogan's like, what are you doing? Like, Knock it off. I no, I don't do that. I focus very – like anytime we're doing fight yeah. nights and I got food – I will either push my mic away. Puts his head down below. Or I put my like, head down below the mic like where you can't desk. hear me fucking eating because that shit drives me nuts. I used to, my friend Ant had a podcast and one of his co-hosts, Kofi, used to eat like cereal and oh. fucking sandwiches and shit while they're recording. Dude. And like everybody would point it out to him. But he, he, would, he just didn't give a fuck. He would just keep doing it. He was an asshole. But it was a good podcast, so but you knew it was coming, and Everett right. was fucking notorious for it. God damn, <laughs> if we would have had these mics back when he was here, oh Jesus, and the licorice, 
The fucking licorice. Oh. It was delicious, but Jesus Christ. Well, just put a mouthful of licorice in it and then fucking start giving your opinion. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> so. Hey, that was we had to give some shout out to our boys this yes, week. Yes, absolutely. We had to show some love. And I've been, I've been, dude, I've been eyeballing that. Uh, I'm just astonished. Like I think it's seventy five twenty six. It just keeps That's going great. up. And, I mean, there's just this is crazy. That's cool, man. That's really cool. Thank you again, Blake. We appreciate you, brother. There we go. Let's get into UFC two eleven, man. Last Saturday night, live in Dallas, Texas, Steve Miocic. Retains his heavyweight title, knocking out Junior Dos Santos in the first round after taking some pretty damaging leg kicks. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Junior got him good early, but Stipe prevailed in that right hand, man. There was a lot of fights that night where there was a lot of damaging leg kicks. Yeah. I mean, more so than usual. A lot of of bad leg kicks. I was trying to realize that you take away the mobility finally, like, like Edson Barboza, they're finally following his game plan of attack the leg, slow them down, and then pick them apart. That was a, a fight that I thought was going to end. Well, I forget which one it was. I can't remember either, but yeah, we had the same thought too. But that I, it was going to stop by leg I kicks. thought, yeah, it was, it was bad. The dude could barely walk. Um, was it Sherman? I think it was Sherman and Coulter. Sure, it was Sherman yeah, and Coulter. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Coulter, Sherman Coulter was, couldn't walk. Sherman was kicking the shit out yeah. of his legs. But... Um, and Junior was Junior only hit a couple, but they were he only needed a couple. Yeah. He hit him right, and he hit him yeah, hard. Yeah, I think the second or third, and um, Stipe was like noticeably uh, put, uh, putting more pressure on his other leg. I thought I said when I seen him start walking so gingerly after just not taking repetitious shots, taking one solid right. shot. It's like, man, he might have a yeah. hairline. He might have a hairline in there. The dude might need some x-rays afterwards. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it no, after. I so I don't think anything ever came of it. But, you know, when you, when you start visibly walking like that after just one shot, you think something happened in there. Yeah. 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 I think Junior, he was probably – on his way to like potentially having a good performance, maybe getting the win, but he just kept on putting himself against the cage and just allowing himself to eat those shots unnecessarily. It wasn't smart. No, that wasn't no. smart at I mean, all. I mean, Steve, Steve put the put the pressure on. Oh yeah, Junior let him do it, and that's just showing like the wear and tear on his body too. That uh, like Junior used to be the kind of guy that would go forward, and now he's the guy that's going against the cage. Well, I'm glad he didn't take. Guy didn't take more cane damage. No, he didn't need that. He yeah. didn't need any more. I mean, he took twenty six total and twenty six significant. So yeah. that's that's usually enough. Sometimes when your melon's been beaten up as badly as Junior Dos Santos has. Yeah, I mean, he took enough damage to to finish the fight, but he you know he didn't get. He, it didn't look like anyway. He got completely knocked silly, um, and knocked stupid. Where I, I thought he was in danger of. Um, concussion type symptoms or yeah. uh, out of this fight he just looked like he was finished and that's good because the the least amount of damage Junior can take if he continues to fight the better right. um, and Stipe yeah. looked solid man he, he ate some shots he ate some leg shots he ate some 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 heavy hands from Junior because Junior can swing yep uh, Junior's heavy handed and he yeah, ate Junior's some damage great you know? boxing yeah hell of a boxer yeah um, Stipe a little bit longer though ended up using that for his advantage and didn't take him long. Just didn't take him long to retain 
And still. <clears throat> Ryan? Yeah, I thought it was a, a great performance by Stipe to, yeah, like we said, uh, eat those leg shots, but he still was able to do what he had to do, and he put the pressure on to Junior Santos, and that like, that, I mean, that's his game plan. His game plan is always to go forward and go forward, and like I said, the the fact that, that JDS let him do it, I, that definitely helped him in the in the in the fight going for uh, and allowing him to get that finish the way that he did. I, th- I the one thing I thought that I took away from it was I thought the they probably could have stopped it a little sooner. When he went down, I thought that they should have just jumped in and let him eat a couple extra shots and he was down. I didn't think it was completely necessary. I thought it could have been stopped a little sooner too. I was I was thinking that during the fight too and kind of forgot about it. I haven't gone back and watched these again, so you kind of put that back in my head. But you, like, you could hear it. Like, like even my my wife was. Uh, she watched it the next day. I was watching it a second time. She was in the kitchen, and you could hear the shot. And she comes out, and she goes, "What was that?" And I was like, that was "Fucking Stepe knocking out JDS." And you see him, and like, he just crumples right down. And then you know, he gave him, I don't know, four or five extra shots, and before the ref stepped in. Yeah, it was yeah. ridiculous. That yeah. was. There was, again... That was her being, right? No, no. He, I was just... I, you, what you were about to say is something I was just thinking myself, so... It was... Uh, the refing that night and uh, several of the fights was not very good. We're going to hit those one by one as we go through here on, on a few of them. Um, but late calls, fucked up decisions. Yeah. I mean, just... Yeah. Wow. Bunch of B team. Like, who the fuck were these refs? Herb was the only one I knew. <sighs> and even he had a bit of an off night, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get into that um, eventually, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's next for Stipe, guys? Uh, does, is it going to be the winner of uh, Fedor? Or Fedor? Oh, my God. Holy I'd, shit. I'd pay to see Fedor and Stipe. Why Me not? Me, too. I wish. Holy <laughs> shit. Fabricio. God damn. I'm fucking having it today. Fabricio and Alistair fighting, uh, what is it, at 2.13? Is that 2.12? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, 2.13, yeah. Yeah, 2.13. It may end up being the main event of 2.13, the way things are going right now. It's not yeah. lo- not looking good for Cody Garbrandt. Uh, it, it, yeah, but is, it, is Fabricio, Alistair, winner going to be the next title contender? Are they going to Maybe throw some fresh blood in there and maybe give it to... Kane's not coming back till the fall. Okay. Dana said Dana said that the other day, that Kane's probably not going to be ready to go until, like, October or November. And Gano okay. doesn't have anything booked, but he said on his Twitter today that he's got a fight coming up, or he's going to have a fight to announce or something. Yeah, it's not really, like... I mean, if, if Kane's out and... Hunt's Just fighting Lewis. JDS and, that, and all, yeah, you have, you have like all your big guys are pretty much booked. Yeah. At this point, the it looks like the next contender is going to be the winner of that Fabricio fight. Probably, which makes the most sense. I mean, Fabricio's the number one in the world. He was supposed to fight Stipe a while ago and, and then had to pull out because of yeah. the injury. Kane's out until <laughs> the fall and, yep. and Overeem's third, so. Yeah. And Engano's at five, Junior's at four. Junior just lost it. And Derek Lewis and Mark Hunter six and seven. Yeah, and they're about they're to fight in a couple of weeks. Yep. So yep. for a potential down the road. Then the, then it begs the question. I mean, we'll get into that eventually. But then who are they going to throw up against Engano? Then it begs the question: Does it matter? If you look up and down, um, don't 
aside from the champion, one through fifteen, who do you pick against in Engano? Who do you think point, that could beat Engano? Yeah, at this point, who would you pick against Engano? That could just at, at all. I that mean, could, Mark Hunt I always has that one punch. You I think that Fabricio uh, definitely. I think Kane. I got Fabricio. I don't think Kane's got it anymore. I don't think Kane does either. I think Engano would fucking he it. it if Engano catches Kane in the face, I don't think he can he take it. He slams him on the back yeah. or that knee or anything. Yeah, but I don't know, but Kane gets him down, though. Dude, his ground and palm, though, is vicious, bro. I just don't think... I think Kane's too too fragile, too much, too old, too this, too that. I just don't think Kane's got it anymore. I could be wrong, just my opinion. Um, Francis Engano's only competition uh, outside of Stipe in this legit is, is Fabricio... I feel. Yeah, because Fabricio, just because of his jiu-jitsu. It's jiu-jitsu, yeah, right. Standing up, Engano, I think, would kill him. But Kills him, definitely. Absolutely. Fabricio is one of the best jiu-jitsu um, guys. In... Yeah. So he's definitely, if he, you know, if he's got a fight, he's going to be stepping what do you down do competition. Then if uh, Overing beats Fabricio, because you don't really want to do steeping Overing a second time this soon. No, then they probably yeah. would give it to Engano. Yeah, you're going to have to give it to Engano. And, and then <clears throat> you basically say, fuck you to Overing. Look, you earned the shot, but you're not getting it, buddy. No. What if they try, since it was a short fight, what if they try to fucking turn around? And put Engano <laughs> and Stipe on 213. I'd love it. I would, too. I, I, I think... I, 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 I think it'd be it's fresh blood. It's a it's a young fighter. It's something new. That's well, you, got, you know, and you got the other heavyweights there in case one of them falls out. Just in case, yeah. Oh man, I mean that would save that goddamn card because they need a title. If Cody and TJ don't happen, I get well. I guess TJ did throw out that he would fight Mighty Mouse. Yeah, but Mighty Mouse says, but do you? Yeah, Mighty Mouse says I'm not interested in fighting TJ because there's other fighters that have been that have earned their way. Up until yep. this position, and TJ has it. TJ said he'd fight him at 20 25. At 25. Yeah, he would drive 25 and, and fight him. And Mighty Mouse has no interest in it. At all. I don't know if I'd like that fight for Mighty Mouse either, though. I don't know. I've learned with Mighty Mouse, is I can never doubt it. And basically, it's like, it's like, any, like uh, all those big fighters never doubt it until he loses, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm at that point with him, too. I don't doubt him. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's any other 25er on the roster that can beat him. No. But no, and he said he wants to go for twenty wins. There's plenty of guys at thirty five that I think if came down could beat him. I mean, thirty five, yeah, Dominic. So long as they made a healthy cut, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That's, you know, and that's, given those things, and that's what I think. Why I think TJ has could have the potential to beat him, and his striking style kind of gives Mighty Mouse some problems. But back to the main focus. I'd like to see Stipe get that. Um, defense, you know. Uh, I would too. The record. The the record for most defenses. Yeah. More than two. <laughs> yeah, let's get it off of two. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Stipe get that. I think that'd be fun to I'd see like it broken. See anybody get that? At this point, that's what I'm, more of what I'm, I think more of what I'm alluding to is just have anyone break the damn thing. If he doesn't get it in God, it will. Two is kind of weak. Very weird. <laughs> when you think about when you think about some of the heavyweights, Lesnar, Couture, yeah. even fucking Tim Sylvia, who held the belt yeah. a bunch of times, like yeah, Arlovsky and Yeah, when you see those guys that had like two and three reigns, 
Like, but they could never get that magical third yeah. defense. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Pedro Hizzo, And it's the, it's the oldest division. Rico Rodriguez, like, none yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Hammer. The Hammer. The original heavyweight champion. Yeah. Like, none of those guys could hold on to the belt for more than two defenses. Yeah. Uh, what the shit? It's, <laughs> like, it's got to be, like, like, one of, like, the most amazing statistics. Like, you know, like, DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. Chamberlain's 100... Uh, one hundred point game, no heavyweight past two defenses. It's like it's up there. It's I would like, have never if someone would have if someone would have just told me that I would have never if not knowing. No way, it's not yeah. possible. Yeah, it's not if possible. If I were casual and didn't know, I would. I Only would... two for the heavyweights. Two. Get out of here. Craziness. Yeah, Stupy looked great, man. Stupy looked phenomenal. Still continues to look great and. Uh, as long as he doesn't get in Gano or, or Fabricio. I mean, there's a, there's a couple guys that are just really probably just going to walk all over him. But if he gets over him again, man, he's going to do all right. If he gets you know, someone like Hunt or something, I think he's going to do fine. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, guys he he's going to do fine. Hunt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he, gets yeah. these, if he gets these guys again that, you know, he's he's already beaten, which the heavyweights are, are kind of all about that right now. There's not really much depth to it. No, it's a really It's going to be a lot of repeat fights. It's very shallow in the 205 and heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Very, very shallow. It's it's terrible. It's a lighter, it's a lighter weight divisions now, man. Yep. Lighter weights game. Yep. Yep. Which is so weird to think back to the you know. <laughs> Remember when 205 was the div- was so deep. Well, 205, yeah, 205 was still the division <clears throat> up until about three years ago. Mm-hmm. When yeah. shit went downhill with John. Yeah. Coke and. Hitting chicks. Sandblasting prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good God. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Thank you to Ken Evans from Way of the Warrior for bringing that one up, because I didn't hear that one until I listened to the, the podcast. Oh, no? Okay. So I had to go back and uh, and find that one after I heard Ken talking about it. Yeah, wasn't that Daniel in the press conference? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that yep. thing the other day. Watched that. Okay. That was fun. In the co-main event, Ioana Janjircek, uh defeated Jessica Andraj by unanimous decision, 50-45, and two judges in a 50-44 by Sal Amato. I mean, Ioana looked like she took more of the damage, you know, if you get, compared them side by side, uh, just yeah. because of the hematoma she had in her head. Yeah, that big-ass knot. But, good God, she put on a clinic. Oh, man. 230 total strikes and 225 of them significant. <laughs> uh, you broke the record. Like, like, you think the 220 would be impossible to break. And I mean, Andrade got two takedowns, but Yohanna stopped eight of them. Her takedown defense looked awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Against a very strong wrestler, uh, both uh, strength in her wrestling game and physical. Physical strength. Right. Uh, Andrade is a very, very strong competitor, especially for 115 pounds. Um, the striking was just to watch Joanna go through there. She was a surgeon. She was so precise with everything. In, pop, pop, pop. Step back, step back. Andrade misses twice. In, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Step back. Andrade misses twice. Andrasha, uh, 
swung 230 times, hit 94. Yeah, she was just swinging for the fences. And and every contact. Yeah, and every punch she threw, she was just throwing everything. I I'm I was very surprised with her gas tank. Yeah, more than anything, she yeah. she still had a good amount to go in the last rounds with how much output she's had. Yeah, and all the takedown attempts like that, you know. Mm-hmm. She she was well conditioned for that fight. I'll give that to her, but just not ready for that class of striking. I don't think there. I haven't seen anybody yet that is at that class of striking, man. No, ma'am. Even even in the men's divisions. No. Mm-mm. Like the statistics that I saw on uh, on Monday morning was like like she's averaging like eight significant strikes per minute in like in her fights. Uh. Since entering the UFC, she's outstruck her opponent something like 1,077 to 350. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone strike that well against a high-level competition. No, I, I can't remember anybody else that's done that kind of damage. <laughs> mm. it, was, it was a thing of beauty, man. Yeah, it really it was. was. It, it was. It was watching art. Just it's just an art, a masterpiece being painted before you. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, was if you of... don't, if you watch that and you don't appreciate it, that there's something wrong with you. Exactly. Well said, Ryan. And now she's and now they they start digging the uh, who's the best all time between uh, Rousey and uh, Yin Jacek. There's no question about like, that. No, like Rousey sells more tickets. Yep. Rousey sells more pay per views. That's where she's better. That's yeah. it. Yuan is leaps and bounds a better fighter. You know what? Uh, I'm looking. Yuan has talked about in the past. I don't know how much. She's wanted to start a family. She hasn't. Right. You know, and she hasn't talked heavy about it, but she has mentioned it. Talk- oh, yeah. Retirement has yeah. been talked about. So, I. I really hope that she continues to ride this wave of success that she's having and doesn't cut herself off. No, now you know we're with, too soon. With the twenty-five division coming up, it's another challenge for her to go up. I think part of it is she just—I mean, she's beaten everybody already. You know, even before she got the belt, like who in the top ten? You know, <clears throat> Miranda Mraz is—I don't know if she's going to ever get to that level. Courtney Casey's on her way. Courtney Casey is on her way. But Courtney Casey's also had a rough go of it so far, too. I mean, she hasn't... She's not... I mean, Paige has dropped. Look how far she's fallen down. Yeah. Felice Um, needs to come up. Felice will uh, get there eventually, but... I mean, in the top five, she's already beaten Claudia, already beaten KK. She's got a... Rose is probably next. Yeah, Rose definitely deserves to be next. She's beaten Jessica. Tisha's sitting there at five. She beat Michelle... I mean, there's still challenges there. Rose and Tisha, just right up the top of my head. Rose is definitely next in line, I think. But even that, I, I just, I love Rose. We all know oh, that. Oh, yeah. We all know that. Yep, but I yep. don't see any, any statistical spot where Rose is going to beat Joanna. I just don't. I don't know how Rose oh, gets yeah. her to the ground because that's mm-hmm. where her, she's the ace in the hole in, the, in her jits. But how do you get her to the ground? Her takedown defense, she's not. Rose is not strong enough for that. And striking some kind of like flying arm bar or something. Like, right. You're not going to get her, man. She's just. No, no, no. no. Rose, she's trying to throw a strike. Yeah. He's grab that arm and throw her down, hope for the best. Just so Rose is just going to have to 
flight for 25 minutes and yeah. you accept the paycheck. Or get fucking knocked out. Yeah, you. that's un- I mean, <laughs> yeah. at this point, Joanna's going to be the champion until she decides she yeah. doesn't want to be champion anymore. 20, well, 25 also, it, it's a new challenge for her because it's, it's – Bringing some of the girls from thirty five because she's yeah. just she I, I she couldn't go up to thirty five. It's no, too no, no. big of a jump. Too her, thin. Her her yep. body just wasn't built for twenty five or thirty five. Twenty five, I think she could kick ass at as well. So yeah, she might have some some challenges at twenty five that where she's not superhuman. For sure. You know, ten more pounds. You put ten more pounds on someone like uh Jessica Andrash, who's already beefy strong, put another ten pounds on her, big yep. difference. You know, big difference in, in 10 more pounds of muscle when you're trying to wrestle. 10 more pounds of muscle from Ioana getting punched. Is that going to slow her down, Punching in the face. No, I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying holding, talking about the, holding her down. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought a you whole were, different ballgame. I thought you were talking about, um, like, advantages out of it. I was like, yeah, you know, power there, too. But, yeah, I just, I, I think that's what's going to save Ioana's career and her not getting bored and walking out is the fact that they're going to open up this new 25 division because otherwise, yeah, she, I, I really think that it sounded like she was going to walk away, you know, after a couple more fights. So, Well, I, I heard um, going into this fight that like this was supposed to be it for her, and Dana basically put this division to prevent her from walking away, to try and, like, entice her to stick around for a little bit longer because they need that dominant female fighter around right now. Because you don't know really what you have in Nunes just yet. I would would have thought she would. I mean, I'd heard that too, but I think I would think she would have wanted to at least get Ronda's record. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she stays one fifteen, the only interesting fight would be uh, Quadru, who's already beaten twice because they were close fights. Quadru's still the number one ranked fighter. I mean, yeah. That could change, though, in her and Carolina fight next month. Yeah. I really hope Carolina – I mean, Carolina's lost to – it's just Rose, – Rose, Rose is where we need to – Rose is definitely know, the next the title contender, but yeah, at least it gives it, you uh, something, a breakout. Just All we need to do is just keep hoping that Ioana stays because we all enjoy – she's one of my favorite fighters to watch right Mine now. Too. One of my – definitely one of my favorite fighters yeah. to watch. And she put on a clinic this weekend, and it was one of the best fights in the card. And the fact that it, it, she didn't get some sort of bonus is crazy to me with the dominance that she put on. Yeah, yeah. That, that I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I know some sort of bonus. I don't care if they even made an extra. I know they only give out X amount. Give make an extra one. I'm sure Dana tossed her yeah. a locker room bonus. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, he, but, yeah, he better have. Yeah, you know, but I'd like yeah, her to have that. For Blondie. I like her to have that stat beside her name that said, you know, fight of the night or this many yeah, fight of the night, night seven, you know night. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, she's just so awesome. Like, she, she lit up her legs, too. You're talking about leg kicks. She, I forget what the final number was. She was closing on, like, 70 solid leg kicks in that fight. There's a lot. Like I said, there was so many leg kicks in a lot there of fighters just, this week, this last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I swear, every time I think that I've been impressed by uh, by Joanna, I think like, okay, well, she can't get better than that. You see another performance that they're like, Jesus, like she can actually somehow get that much better. Ever since, I mean, since she's made the move over to ATT, yes. she has just continued to elevate. Yeah, yeah. That America Top Team really did elevate her the best. I didn't think I knew she was. 
how awesome she was. I didn't even think she was going to be as good as she was this week. I knew she was going to beat her, yeah. but I was I was impressed, and I thought she did even more than I expected out of her. Uh, she definitely exceeded my expectations yep. in her in her performance. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in the third fight of the main card, Damian Maya picks up the decision win over Jorge Masvidal, uh, 29-28 uh, from Saudi Amato and Jeff Mullen for Maya, and Aladdin Martinez had it 29-28 for Masvidal. I didn't get the split decision out of that. I didn't understand I didn't, it. I, I kind of, I, I, I was kind of being influenced by the commentators, but I can right. see... Like in the first round, you know, Damian rode him the whole round, and then at the end, uh, Masvidal finished, you know, strong, very yeah. strong with the with the ground and pound, and he outstruck Damian on the feet a lot. So, I, mostly because he just held him down and didn't really try many submissions, except for, you know, he tried to get the choke in a couple times, but yeah. it wasn't he wasn't chaining together submissions on the ground. He wasn't really striking a lot on the ground. Yeah. I, that's where I could kind of see where where the judges may have been able to give it to Masvidal. Right. Yeah, a lot of that led to octagon control and some of the other you know intangibles. But it's not for lack of trying. He was definitely trying. Masvidal oh yeah, was definitely. A Masvidal slippery was, motherfucker. Masvidal's jujitsu defense was very impressive. So yeah, he wasn't. It wasn't just a, you know, it wasn't like it was a, a solid ride. He was definitely giving it his best go. It was just, right. and, and Masvidal did beat him on the feet, uh, and I gave Masvidal the first round, but the, the uh, two and three, I just felt like Maya just smothered him. I didn't, I didn't try to, I, mean, I wasn't trying to underplay what Maya was doing. I, I just meant it more like trying to, you know, going from in the guard, trying a, a triangle right. to into an arm Taking bar. more chances? Just just chaining together more submissions yeah. rather than just riding the back. Holding that body triangle. Yeah, where in the first round he just held the body triangle and then got on the backpack. And They said that he hadn't been submitted since like 2008. So, I mean, going into the fight, Maya was going to have a tough time possibly getting that submission on because he obviously, I didn't realize that Masvidal's um, submission defense was that high. <clears throat> but I thought when they were talking about that, I thought that was a, a really interesting uh, statistic. He's more well-rounded than I've ever given uh, him credit for. Me too. Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very yeah, impressed with the submission really defense. Him. I mean, the only other person I've seen defend Damian Maya that well was Gunnar Nelson. He, and Gunnar Nelson is, is like, if Damien is 1A jiu-jitsu of that division, Gunnar is 1B. Yeah, it's Stone Cold right, and The uh, Rock. Right, right, you right. Know, you know? uh, I got to say that I think the, the funniest thing that came out of that fight was in the uh, in that community page when the guys did the uh, Damien and Maya training for the fight and they had the picture of Yoda on, on the <laughs> tower. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely great. Oh, that was awesome. That was a great picture. Um Damian Maya, no um, no question here, and no surprises. Elevates to number one rank no. in the world. No. Dana, Dana tells him after the fight that he's going to get the title. But yeah. Mr. Tyron Woodley seems to have a difference of opinion there. And uh, Here we go, Tyron again. Oh, God. I, I tweeted him today. Did you guys happen to see I'm that? Jeff Shanahan. I, I, I probably can't see anything that's tweeted to him. <laughs> I tweeted him today. Those... Careful, don't don't end up on my list. You'll end up getting blocked by him. The next Jonathan Snowden. 
Yeah. I, got, I got blocked by Jonathan Snowden. Who is love him. That's great. I literally did call him a miserable cunt. <laughs> he was pissing and bitching and moaning about the pay-per-view. There's a couple people that dug it. I said to Mr. Woodley, I said, he said, he becomes a champ and then only wants money fights, not who deserves it, and he can't sell pay-per-views by himself. He said, you are what's wrong with the UFC. Look at you. I would have just told him to stop being a bitch, but... <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't see it, but Not I heard blocked. that uh, Brian Stan was interviewing him, uh, Woodley. And he's like, you know, Woodley was like, oh, yeah, I can I can do this, I can do this. Like, it won't be any problem, it won't be any problem. And Brian Stan, I guess, literally jumped on his back and said, okay, walk around for 15 minutes with me on your back like this and tell me how, uh, how much energy you have afterwards. Good for Brian Stan. I, I do think... <laughs> I mean, I do think Tyron poses a lot of problems for a guy like Damian Maya, but I also think that Tyron needs to not undersell how dangerous Damian Maya is as a fighter. Right. Yeah. Like it, one 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 wrong move, Damian Maya gets him to the ground, and his night is over. I hope to God he grabs that neck and doesn't let go. I hope so too. I hope he already gets a leg. I take that. Go, Gary Tone. And that's another. If Maya's healthy, there's another fight you can throw in at, like, 213. That's not happening. Maybe. Well, I guess Tyron... It won't happen, but it... It could, though, man. Tyron's in camp. He's been in camp since before, the like, a couple weeks ago. He he started champ, quote-unquote, champ camp. So, maybe. Maybe. You know what's smart? He says, you know what? You go through Damian Maya, I'll give you Nick Diaz. Like, set it up. Like, make like make him actually, like, force him to defend it and then give him that money fight. Like, like you, can't, you can't guarantee him Nick Diaz, though, because you got to make Nick sign the fucking contract. <laughs> I mean, like, but for Woodley, though, Woodley, that, all you got to do is like make it sound good to Woodley. You're better off. Here's what happens. You're better, you know that he's, he's going to lose the belt probably to Maya. You're better off promising Conor McGregor because at least Conor will sign the fucking contract. Promise from GSP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good luck. GSP doesn't even exist anymore. Who? GSP and Fall. Who? You need a GPS Ooh. to find GSP. You, GPS you do. GSP. You do need a GPS for GSP. I'll be here all weekend. Try the veal. I heard it was pretty good. Oh, no. God. So, uh, yeah, I think. I Maya number one. Maya's got to be next, baby. If he does not get the title shot next, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, because what else does he have to do? No, he nothing. He's earned it. Like, like he, Because he, like, you know if, if they give another fight to Woodley, Maya's going to want to stay active, but he's also not going to want to be stupid and risk losing that, that, that shot. I would hope not, but I thought that way about Jockery, too, and he took that Robert Whitaker fight, and I picked Jockery to win. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's the stupid one? Uh, the second fight of the main event, no real surprises out of this one. Frankie Edgar just did what Frankie Edgar does. Just completely dominating Yair Rodriguez until the fight gets stopped in the, the second round because Yair couldn't see out of his eye. Yeah. That motherfucker was done. That thing was nasty. Frankie did work. The docs were peeling it back in layers. Yeah. It was like a fucking Ugh. onion. And Ugh. it Got was it. Uh, I, I when the close-up came and they were peeled it back and then they peeled it up and then they peeled it down and then it came in and then you could finally see a little bit of his eye and then when they let it go and it went and popped all back together and uh, Yair was like, fuck it, I can't see. His cut man did a shit job. Horrible. 
absolutely fucking job. horrible. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible, con- like, work on his part to control yes. that swelling. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, they, they were commenting on it um, after the first round. They, they were, they, I don't know if it was DC or Jerome, but they were saying, like, how come they're not focusing on that eye? I think it was DC. Unfortunately, I don't want to give them credit for shit, but I'm pretty sure it actually was That's DC. A, yeah. Did you guys notice yeah, how John Anik barely yeah. said shit again? You, yeah, he I, has to hate these three-man teams. Has to yeah. hate it. I'm like the John Anik of this podcast, I feel like. You feel like what? Like John Anik? I'm like the John Anik of this podcast. I just kind of sit back and then I just jump in whenever I can. You, <laughs> you are no John Anik. If you were John Anik, I'd boot you a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the UFC even has to realize that this one note on this commentary thing that they have to take notice that the three man's not working it would work if you get somebody but anik is just so passive and just lets rogan and dc dominate him he's used to brian stan who just kind of lays back and lets him do his thing but dc never shuts up the two is the way to go and not and not dc no i'm okay with dominic i think dominic does a good job dominic's great I like Dominic DC and Rogan. That one's all right. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one at all. Where's Dan Hardy? I like Dan Hardy. He only does British cards. I love Dan Hardy. I do man. too. But I know I know he only does British. But bring him on for I that. I actually team. really like the British team. I do too. Yeah. I think it's awesome. It was really fun. I think it's great. Uh, so Blake was very pro Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a sense, I mean, obviously not in a sense. He was he was right about one thing when he said Frankie winning this fight ties up the division. He's right; it does. It does. There's yeah, no 100%. there's there's zero reason why we want to see uh, that that there's going to be Frankie Jose three. No, you know I don't know because he just lost to the man, and it wasn't even like it was a close fight. Zero. It, it, oh. If it would have been a close fight, split decision. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Like, Frank first one. The Frankie, first one where Frankie brought it on late. Yeah, Frankie got worked for five rounds in yeah. this fight. Yeah, but you, you can justify the second one, but the third one, no thank you. So, no, I'm good. But Yair, even even if Yair would have been won this fight, he still, for whatever reason, um, I mean, he wasn't going to. Look at the numbers at the end of two. Uh, yeah. Clearly wasn't going to, but... If he would have pulled this out, he still he wouldn't have been ready for that. It'd been like it would have oh. been the throwing Cejudo to Mighty Mouse again. It would have been taking a, a very talented fighter who who was who was young, just wasn't quite ready for that level of competition. And Yair wasn't quite ready for Frankie yet. I think he needed to stay down and and simmer a little bit in these lower levels right. before getting up there into uh, Frankie stage. And now he's going to get that opportunity. Yair's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Yair is, is one of the most talented fighters in this yes. division. He's young. Yeah, he's definitely. hungry. He's dangerous. I just thought it was too soon for a guy like Frankie. Beating mm-hmm. BJ Penn does not do shit for you Mm-mm. to prepare you for Frankie Edgar. It just doesn't. I wanted, like, I, I was kind of curious because like, if, if his eye didn't blow up, so soon how that fight could have gone like would he have been able like he's able to see the things that are coming at him better you know he's not having to focus all on one eye like what his game plan would have been 
Well, I mean, we can play the what if game all day, yeah. though. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if Roy McDonald's nose hadn't hmm. broken, would Robbie Lawler have um, beaten him in the fifth round? You know, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if he could, I mean, even if he could see, I just, I still don't think he was quite ready for this I guy. He his numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. His numbers might have been a little bit better, but they still wouldn't have been to the point where he was going to to win the fight. So. Um, if anything, if his eye wouldn't have closed up, it would have prolonged that ass beating. That's what I was going to say. Is that, uh, that, that's true. That's what he true. did was he got out of it around early without having to take a knockout or uh, take any kind of severe damage. So uh, not a big deal. This is no. not bad news for, for Rodriguez. This not isn't like it's going to uh, kick him out of the UFC. This is not like he's going to sour him in the eyes of Dana White. This guy still got high stock. And this guy is going to be a great, great fighter to come. I mean, he's he's young, he's talented, he's got nothing but up to go. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was the same things we talked about with Blake the other night on his show. Mm-hmm. It, it it saved him a round of, of excess damage that he didn't need to take, and it, this elevated his name regardless of the performance. Oh, yeah. You know, it still it still puts more into his stock, and now he can beat somebody on the lower level and, and climb his way back up a little bit. Yeah, get get a little more experience. I'm sure he learned quite a bit from this fight. Definitely. Like, I, was, I was even convinced. Like, I uh, messaged you guys there after the second round. Because I'm watching the fights with Kara. And she goes, like, like, why are they letting it go on? Like, look at this eye. It's blowing up. Like, why are they going on? Because I said, well, because, like, you know, who knows? He goes in there, just lands one shot and knocks out Frank Gabriel. And I actually had myself, like, mildly convinced that he was going to go out there and just somehow throw a kick and ah. just knock Frankie completely. I was, I was like, you know what? He's probably just going to do it. He's going to go out there desperate because he can't seem to just throw a kick and get a third-round knockout victory. I was so convinced that at that point before the before the doctors stepped in to stop the fight. It was and, uh, just so to put it out there, it was the right call. The doctors did make the right call. Yeah. The refs, everyone made the right call. And this one, the, he had to call it off that I was shut, completely done and over, shut three times over. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like you said, Dave. Cut me, like Mick. Moving, yeah. it, moving, moving it up and down, up and down. Yeah. And, uh, Cut me and it was just shut right down. Like, they couldn't keep it open no matter what they did. I don't do a good Stallone. Cut me, Mick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't do a good Stallone. I, I might be able to do a decent Stallone in certain parts of Rambo or Rocky and Rambo. He did do a porn. He did actually. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, he did a porn. <laughs> Didn't he have like a fro? Italian. <laughs> yeah, that Italian style fro. Yeah, that yeah, curly, yeah, perm, that curly perm, perm fro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've seen like clips of I've it seen before. Him yeah, chest yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen Stolen Tog. So. <laughs> I read. I, I read. Uh, God, this is here we go rabbit hole. It's what we do. So I read uh, uh, Stallone facts, and he okay. he uh, before he got uh, before Rocky was picked up, he was so broke and he was so hungry, he sold his dog to a guy at a convenience store just so he could buy food. Now Rocky got picked up like two weeks later, and. Ended up being a huge success. The real uh, the reason why Rocky wasn't picked up by anyone else is because he refused to let anyone play Rocky but himself. Yep. So I kept getting yeah. uh, kept getting kicked yeah. off. When Rocky was picked up, he ended up making a lot of money. He went back to that convenience store and he sat out there for something like ten weeks until the guy came back and the guy had the dog on him and he ended up paying like fifteen hundred bucks to get the dog back. Nice. So 
He sold the dog yeah, for he sold the dog for a hundred to get food and pay for him. This is the seventies, right? So he paid. He got. Uh, he sold the dog for a hundred just to pay for, and he felt so bad. He wanted his dog back so bad. He ended up paying fifteen hundred to get him back. Yeah, I was. I was going to say there. Uh, I actually just heard that exact. That he wrote the story, and he went to go and sell it to someone. They said, "No problem. We're going to have. Uh, this is the perfect role for De Niro." Mm-hmm. And he said, "De Niro." Oh, Christ, I'm going to do this movie for sure then. And that's where he ended up taking off from because he thought, well, if De Niro can do it, then this thing's got to be good. And that's the only reason why he decided to follow through with it. <laughs> Stallone and facts. And if anyone's interested, the, the real-life Rocky movie is going to be coming out, and it's going to be just epic. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. They're making a movie Yeah, they're doing, they're doing a Marshall. movie on uh, the Bayonne Bleeder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chucky Wepner. Cool. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, I think it's coming out later this year or early next year. I heard, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Rabbit hole closed. Back to the game. Back to the game. And (laughs) scene. (laughs) Opening fight of the main event. Saw David Branch making his return to the UFC after a successful stint in the World Series of Fighting. Picking up the split decision win over Christoph Jocko, 29-28 in his favor with Jeff Mullen and Troy Winkapa. Chris Weed saw it 29-28 for Jocko. Jocko thought he won that fight. I think everyone lost that fight. Yeah, it was a terrible fight. Oh, my God. It was, was the worst fight of the card yes. for sure. Yes. Now, I didn't watch the earlies, but... Um, from the prelims and the main card, this was by far the the least enjoyable for me. I saw one fight of the earlies, but by far, coming coming off of the prelims into the main card, that was the worst fight. Yeah, 100%. Congratulations, yeah. David Branch. Welcome I, back. I didn't understand yep. the, but I didn't understand the split. I thought Branch dominated him. I thought so, too, but, so. you know. Who cares? There wasn't much to talk about, guys. It was no, really not no, an exciting no. fight. If you watch the fight, you already know. So let's just move yeah. on to more exciting things. Branch hopefully does move on to more exciting things because he's got the talent to do it. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so the prelims were on FX this week instead of FS1. And unless you were really <laughs> paying attention, you probably didn't know that. And which sucks And for why you. is that? Because UFC did a shit job marketing. Why the fuck would you call them the FS1 prelims on FX? Isn't this? That's the dumb. Like, who the fuck was sitting there at WME IMG headquarters or the UFC or whatever the fuck and was like, you know what would be a great idea? Let's call these the FS1 prelims on FX. That won't oh confuse anybody. Jesus, dancing Christ. Like, what the fuck? Wow. The FS1 prelims on FX. Stupid. Wow. Stupid. Stupid. ABC's Monday Night Football on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. I, I don't... Uh. NBC's fucking Sunday Night Football on CBS. That's... <laughs> this, is what we're, this is what we're at with WME. This is where we're at now, guys. Somebody needs you to be... You wouldn't have seen this with, the, for, with, the, with uh, the Fertitta brothers. No. Somebody needed to be fired. Somebody yeah, fucked definitely. up. God. Somebody fucked up there. But anyway, they were an extremely exciting card. Uh, headlined by Eddie yeah. Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, which Apparently we had... had almost an hour of control. 
<laughs> Way to go. Somebody else needs to get fired uh, up. <laughs> for some reason, guys, just there's. Uh, if you look at their website, um, it says Eddie Alvarez had 57 minutes and 18 seconds of control. I think they wanted to put maybe five minutes and 7.18 seconds or something. I don't, something. Who knows? I have no idea. But for some reason, they didn't, he didn't even have that much. But for some reason, they decided to put 57 minutes. So with an hour of control in this 15-minute fight. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, a no contest. So this, is, this was the first fight that Herb refereed. Yeah. and uh... Ended with illegal knees. Um, ruled a no contest, which I did not understand. I, I talked about this on the Loudmouth show. I didn't think they were intentional, uh, especially the first one, especially because where Eddie's head was positioned on Dustin's back, he could not see that his arm was down. Just felt him, hit him. Mm-hmm. And I still think he was kind of in a position where he didn't realize he had fallen all the way down to his knees either. I, okay. I don't think Eddie did that on purpose. I don't. Okay. Eddie doesn't seem like he's not a malicious fighter though. He's a he's a gutsy, tough dude, but I don't think he's malicious like that. Okay. Um, he's he's aggressive, and yep. sometimes <laughs> aggressive fighters have these accidents. Um, what happened, the mistake that happened was the first knee that he threw was illegal and Herb didn't stop it. The first right, knee that right. he threw, I, I'm getting there. The first knee that he threw uh, was, would have been legal under the new rules, but they weren't using the new rules. Firstly, was first one was legal. It was not. Both hands were up. Was not. The second one was when he put his hand down. Watch again. The, the, there was two illegal knees. I had to go back and look at it again this week. It was the first one should have been called an illegal knee. He was, he was technically down. Both knees were down, and one hand was down of, uh, of Poirier's. He was technically down. It was not much, but you could see it. And he should have, should have called it there, but he didn't see it. And the second one, everything was down. That was the third one. There was he hit him with the first knee that was legal. Then Dustin's hand went. Down. I know the one was legal, but there's two. There's two illegal strikes yeah. here. Now. The reason why it screwed up is that he missed the call on the first illegal knee. The second, by the time the second one comes up and he hits him, it's way blatant and it's way too late. Here's another issue, and, and the issue at this point is: Did he do it? Was it intentional? Was it not? Herb says no. That's why we get a no contest. If if some people say yes, it would have been a DQ. I can't tell you whether it was or it wasn't. I, I don't think he should. Right. I don't think it was intentional, but I still think it should have been a DQ. I don't think it should have been a no contest. This is my issue. There's not... when, when This state, you can knee him this position. Yep. This state, you can't. Yeah, it. It's too fucking confusing absolutely when you're a fighter <laughs> sitting in the middle of the octagon fighting literally for your life... Right. Adrenaline going. You've Trying been you've been punched which... in the fucking head yeah. sixty times. Maybe you've got a mild concussion. Who knows? And you got to worry about to, if if you're in the right state to throw this knee or the right state to throw that knee. They call them the unified rules, but there's jack shit that's unified about it. Five fucking states yeah. are unified. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's problem number one. Now we also have to take in into consideration something that Eddie said too. Did Poirier try to just take this short way out of this one? 
did he call it? Did he say, no, he can't go on to get the no contest in the easy way out? I don't know. I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that came, has come after the fact because they've been going back and forth at each other on Twitter. And so Eddie's just going to try to take the shot because Dustin and him have been going back and forth. Because out of that, when that fight ended, I was amazingly, like it was the amount of respect between the two of them. Looked great. Was great. But then the shit talking started after the fact. So Mm -hmm. that's the only reason why I think Eddie said that. I don't, I don't think Poirier necessarily was looking for the way out. If, if he was, if he was going, if he, if he was, I would, I would have thought Eddie would have called him on the spot. I do too. But it was kind of after the fact, like Jeff said, where you're, you know, your corner, your friends, they get in your ear and they start telling you these kinds of things. And then you you start changing your, your original thought process. They, they'll tell you things like, you know, if you, if you, if you're feeling, you know, if you're, if you're a little, what was he called? Call it. Don't go back out there. Don't go back out there unless you, you're a hundred percent. Right. You hundred percent. No. If, did that knee damage you a little bit? Because now you know Portuguese camp says he has mild concussions, uh, mild concussion, mild concussion-like symptoms, or whatever the fuck they right. said. Um, so yeah, there's there's other people uh, like Ryan said involved in it as well. Um, at that point too, they're they're barking in your ear. Um, cordial at first, not so much now. No. I, I I would yeah I mean cordial definitely I would respectful as hell like that. Yeah. the post fight was yeah. I was extremely impressed with the way that the two of them handled that fight yes yeah that was wonderful how they did that the fallout yeah. after not so much no. but I would like to see them run this back yeah I would too I would too I'd love to see this fight I, I want to see I, this legit yeah I want this that fight second back. round like when when Poirier was starting to really light him up and then. You know, like, you're sitting like, holy, like he's gonna finish uh, Alvarez. Here we go, here we go, and then Alvarez turns it around, and like, oh shit, like, here, like this is a good, this is a good round happen. Like I can't wait to see the third, and then you get that the the unfortunate ending. Yeah. Alvarez is and, so tough, think, man. Yeah, I could, I thought for sure he was going out uh, uh, when he, when Poirier had him up against the cage there. Uh, Alvarez, Alvarez ate some shots. In that second round, that would have knocked out a lesser band. I mean, he ate. Yep. I-, I thought he was going to go out. I thought he was I did done. Too. Um, and I was looking. So I was. Uh, I had. I had a great night. I went. Um, aside from this, if this would have been, if Portie would have won this, I would have went uh, nine for nine or whatever it was. I, I would have in the fantasy game. I went, got all the uh, prelims and all the main card right. Had, a, had like a clean sweep. Of, of picks. It was a hell of a night. I would have gotten it if Eddie would have won. Um, but being the no contest. No contest means we didn't win, we didn't lose. It's just, you know, whatever it is. But I would love to see these two guys do it again. Um, I would love to see a legit unified rule set for all of MMA. All fighters in every state in this country has one set of rules. So we don't have to worry about this anymore because that is the problem. Right. One of the major problems at any rate um, and definitely run it back. Run, run it back soon. If they can, I think Portier. I think Portier has yeah, to they, pass them his yeah. uh, yeah, impact test. test. Yeah, I mean you could get it into two thirteen or even yeah, two fourteen. Headline for two thirteen. 
Fuck, stack that 213. That's yeah. International Fight Week, it's man. Lightweight titles fight. There you go. Do it Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you son of a you son of a bitch. You haven't mentioned the interim title yet this uh, this show. Yeah, had to be had to be brought up. Ryan. Twas a twas a <laughs> phenomenal fight until that point. Yeah, uh, and definitely. I think given uh, even if they put him on a like like if they had a fight night open where they could give him five. I think that'd be a great paper, a great yeah. main event on one of those uh, higher, more anticipated, uh, bigger fight nights where they could give them five rounds. I think those two would be a phenomenal five round fight. I really do. Yeah, you get something in August after uh, the big July cards, and you have like, maybe something at the end of August. That's pretty. You throw that as a fight night right in the middle of the month somewhere. It'd be wonderful. Let's see what they can do with that. Yeah. Just run it back, please, Dana. Yeah, let's Sean do it. And you know what's going to happen. Just be like, like most Eagles, it'd probably just be absolute garbage for just because that's our luck. Yeah. Uh, the co-main event of the prelims was, I think, my favorite fight of the night. Chase Skelly and, and Jason Knight. Jason Knight yeah. picking up the KO in round three. Oh, so awesome. Dude, Knight looked so amazing. But the, the oh. ground transitions, the the the. Oh, Jiu-jitsu defense that Chase Skelly put on. Yes. The jiu-jitsu attempts and submission attempts at Jason Knight, which it was just an exciting <sighs> fight. I was yep. so just I was glued to my screen, yeah. just like uh, uh, all four of these fights were great. It would have I'm I'm almost happy-ish that Cejudo and Pettis got pulled off and they moved Branch and Jocko up to the main event mm-hmm. or the main card because. Right. It would have shit on all the work that that prelim card did okay. to have that be a part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Gotcha. It would gotcha, have been gotcha. a low point to go, you know, because it, it would have been the one to lead up to Alvarez and Poirier. So we would have gone from Knight and Skelly to oh yeah, pump killed the, the momentum, killed all the momentum. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Uh, I got yeah, but there's less eyes on them though for from you. Who knows? Maybe they show up a bit better. Maybe. I don't know. I I'm just gonna play the what if machine uh, game. You are Ryan the what if machine Dempsey now. That is you. <laughs> These two guys gave us. If you don't, I mean, their striking was great. But if you love jujitsu and you love the offense, the defense, chess game, man, they had some yep. some of the most creative Those stuff. Scrambles were nuts. They were great. I mean, it was so it was so. It, it, creative the way they would move and, and adjust and and bend and twist and, and and slide and it was just oh I loved watching I was like it was like I was five watching He-Man all over again. I just had my face glued up to the screen like this is Jason so Knight was awesome. going for Gogo Platas, dude. I was yes. losing my shit. Yes. I was losing my shit. Oh. I love Omoplatas. Yeah. I love Omoplatas yep. and you never get to see them, let alone Jesus Ryan. Ryan. You're breathing into the microphone. Yep. Mouth breather. Oh sorry no I and haven't okay. I better? Yeah, don't snort the mic. <laughs> it's not Coke. <laughs> anyway, back to my talking about Jason Knight's Goga Plata attempts. They were amazing and I really was screaming for him to finish. I wanted a Goga Plata finish so bad. That'd have been awesome. That'd have been awesome. I love Jason Knight. Did I love Jason everything Jason Knight did. Um let's take a look. He better have gotten ranked. Doesn't appear so. No, what the fuck? Terrible. Nope. 
terrible. He did not get ranked. James Vick didn't get ranked either. That's that's a bummer. That's a travesty too. Goddamn, you goddamn media people are fucking up. Um, Knight, though, I mean, what's just impressive. What what else can you say about this young kid, man? He's he's so awesome. Get him some top rank, some ranked opponents, man. He got performance of the night. This isn't his first. No, he's got two Two. performance of the night and one fight of the night. And he's he's only twenty four, and he's twenty and two. I mean, this kid is phenomenal. It's his fourth win in a row, man. He's got one loss. Who's it to? Kawajiri. Kawajiri. In a decision. Yep, he's got wins over Jim Allers, Dan Hooker, Alex Caceres, and now Chase Skelly. I've been, I've watched his first two fights, and I was, you know, I knew he had skills, but once we got to the Alex Caceres fight, and I tried, uh, tried to bring it to the show of how talented he yep. was, and I mean, we knew about who he was basically, but I tried to, to inform the people listening. It's like this, this kid has got it. He's really got it. And he he tapped out uh, Bruce Leroy in the second round, and I've been a big I've just been a huge fan. His striking looked awesome, incredible. That uppercut that he used to finish the fight was just it was just so precise. It was so perfect, right on the button. I want Jason Knight to get a a top fifteen opponent and get him into the goddamn rankings. Yeah, Trinaldo's up there in the rankings. Do you can put Knight in there? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, he belongs there. This was another fight that was very exciting, man, and and winner of Fight of the Night. Chase Sherman and Rashad Coulter. Sherman gets the KO in the second round. Probably could have finished it early if he would have just kept kicking Coulter in the legs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, If he had... More experience and better technique. And, a little longer uh, camp. I mean, they both... Sherman took the fight. They are both coming right. off short weeks. Yep. It was like Sherman took it a week before, and then his opponent got hurt, and then Coulter took it two weeks before the fight. Yeah. A lot of heart on Coulter's part. Oh, man. Fun fight, though. The dude could God. barely walk at the... You know, was it left uh, three and a half minutes? And still was yeah. blasting Sherman in the face. Sherman, I don't know why he kept trying to just bang with him, just keep kicking. I don't know either. He and Sherman ate so many shots trying to get in there instead of using his legs just to to stay at reach. He ate way too many. Sh- if you had been, like I said, if you had been smarter and had more experience, he wouldn't have eaten. No, you know, of, oh. he said he ate thirty six shots. He probably would have cut that in half. Yeah, if he would have been had a little bit more experience, been a little smarter about it. He got excited when he was started seeing uh, Coulter wobbling. He got excited, and instead of continuing, yeah, yeah. yeah, instead of continuing on with those leg kicks to continue wobbling him and stick with the game plan, he seen him moving like that. So he immediately went head hunting, yep. as a, a kid like that will do. Um, so he'll learn from this. And he picked up the win. They got fight of the night. I mean, they made fifty k each. So absolutely good on them for that. It was such a just a fun slugger. Yeah, I think the the best uh, description of this fight that I saw, um, the, the the best street fight in uh, in UFC history. I like Chase Sherman. I I watched. I mean, his first fight was I think it was his first fight was against Justin Ledet, 
And he came in on short notice, and his conditioning was shit. He he was gassed by the mid-second round. Yeah, yeah, the Justin Ledette fight. I was just impressed with the heart, and he just kept going at Ledette, mm-hmm. even though he was getting beaten up and was gassed out. But then Ledette just ran from Sherman. And then he got KO'd by Walt Harris. But I, 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 there, are, there are things about Ledette that I like. I, I think he could be a fun heavyweight. I don't think he's going to be a champion by any stretch of the imagination. But it just could do something to bolster the ranks a little bit. A young guy coming in, so... That's, I mean, that's it. It's a young guy coming in. Yeah, they need the, Justin Ledette too. Youth. Yeah, Ledette too. But I mean, Sherman. They need they need young cats in this in this place. Yeah. Uh, Coulter, I want I want to see what he can do on a full camp. That well, okay. Yeah, and that's his UFC debut. That was his debut. Yeah, he's on a from, short camp. Short camp from uh, you know, oh, he's from, from, he was Texas. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from Dallas. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's I want to see. I want to see what Coulter. He might have been looking for a fight guy. I don't know somebody they found recently that hasn't been aired yet. Um, but I, I would like to see what he can do at a full camp. I I do want to want to see what. Definitely. Not, yeah. Let's uh let's close out this early pre, the prelim here. One more fight. James Vick picks up the first round KO impressively against oh. Marco Polo Reyes. Yeah. Destroyed him. Ugh. James Vick's dangerous, man. Dangerous. And he's getting no love. And he finally called them out on it in the post-fight press, or post-fight interview. Which I liked, you know? Yeah, I like that, the, that we're seeing these, these guys now. They're starting to realize that the best way to get noticed is to make these claims and call these people out and get your, get your name and get your face out there. Seven out of eight. Yeah, he's uh, he's seven and one. His only loss is to Benio Dariush, which nothing nothing to sneeze at. That's a that's a no. learning fight right there. That's what that is. Scott, who's he got wins? Scroll down for me, please. Ramsey in the gym. Jake uh, Matthews. Yeah. Uh, Clayco Franca. And then recently against uh, Abel Trujillo and now Marco Polares. Yeah. Those last two I think he has a win over um, Darren Crookshank. Um, Outside of the UFC, maybe? Fi- uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, uh, okay. It was uh, the Faber Cruz season. Oh, uh, I never watched that season. Uh, oh, it's not listed, but I mean, that's... I think it was, I think he, uh, I think it was a... Yeah, they don't list Yeah, they don't right. list Gotcha. Um, his last two fights... A submission victory against Abel Trujillo and a knockout of Marco Polares. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. The kid's got it. I mean, he's got everything that you want in a fighter. Uh, 11 and 1, 7 out of 8 in the, in the UFC. And put a just. Now, and now he's starting to talk a little bit too to get his name up. Yes. There, exactly. Yes. You got it, brother. Get him, that, get him that top 10, top 15, whatever you got to do. Just like. Just keep keep giving him like those guys like like we've been saying like the up on the ladder like the next step up like don't just keep on giving him the exact same caliber opponents over and over again. Was he fifty five or seventy? <laughs> Is he Walter Waite? I think he's fifty five. I think he was fifty five. I think he's fifty five too. Darius, so I would think he was. 55. So he's fifty five then. Yeah, let him rematch Darius. Darius is still sitting there, and he's coming. He's got he's got to wake up from that uh, Barbosa knockout. Yeah, very true. 
Very, very, very true. Well, we're losing UFC.com. Uh-oh. You've been talking too much shit about them. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> this, you guys. this is not posted yet. They can't. Well, maybe. They probably well, yeah. <laughs> They got this room bugged. They can hear us. Yeah. yeah. They know what's up. Guys, guys Dana, Dana, there's these two guys. Uh, they've been talking shit about you. We're going to bug their apartment. Sound good? We don't talk I shit about Dana. Not a I lot. just talk shit about the fucking dumb shit that the so, people at the UFC do, like Shadow Man for David Branch. Not looking at fifty five, just um, because we're 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 rounding up this this card. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go off on a little hole, rabbit hole for a sec. These fucking are, are these confrontations that everybody is having at the press conference the conferences and the press releases are these getting a bit much and staged oh like the uh like the kevin lee kiesa stuff yes and the manta nunez and then the the what the, the, the dc and and jones yeah i can buy into that because probably so much but <laughs> it seems like everybody is, is forcing themselves to don't talk about my mom and then they punch each other yeah yeah the fact that kevin lee landed a, such a clean shot you had Nunez putting her hand right in Shevchenko's face, and no word of a fine or an investigation ever was mentioned. It sounds—it's just too shady. There's definitely yeah. something to pump up this fight. It's hundred percent. I think so. It's, it's staged. I think. I, I think it's forced. Um, I think this is uh, uh, an entertainment company trying to inject some entertainment into their sport. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's 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 getting it's a bit much for me. It's getting to be just a bit much, when it, because when it happens naturally, it's special and it means something, and right. it's natural. And they're in a they're in a fighting sport already, so tempers are already going to be high. The shit's going to fucking yeah. happen. You don't have to force it to happen. It's going to fucking well, happen on its own. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When you have two guys that are trained fighters, and like Kiss and Lee, and they're going back and forth, and they're going back and forth, and they start walking towards each other. The security <laughs> guards are just standing there looking pretty. Yeah. Like, like you're not going to jump in. Like, like how did they not hold them back? Like they had to walk like ten feet to get to each other, and no one moved a muscle until Kevin Lee landed a punch. Like, like come on. Like, would you? Yeah. You're just gonna walk up to each other, give a high five, and go sit down. Like, like... Well, that one was too much, and it's becoming too frequent. It's it's just I don't know. I I'm I'm watching this happen, and, and I'm just. It's come a long way from the Conor McGregor throwing water bottles. Yeah. See? <laughs> throwing water bottles, you got to get a $250,000 fine. <laughs> Throw a right hook. Hey, good Nothing. job. Get on the back. Like, like <laughs> I don't get here. Difference between Nevada and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stand your ground state. Texas will fucking, they'll let you do anything. Shit. That's like I said, stand your ground state. If you, if, you, fucking... if you think someone's threatening you, you can stand your ground and shoot them in the face. Welcome to the Wild Wild well, West, baby. It's a state you don't even need a permit to carry a goddamn nope. gun. All you need is an arm. Yeah, just encourage it. Here, you're born, have a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, here's your, uh, here's your child's birth certificate. Here's his gun. Here's his uh, pacifier. <laughs> don't and let the child use the gun moonshine. as a pacifier. Yeah, yeah <laughs> So I, I just wanted to bring that up because I just, you know, can't just be me. Like, I can't be the only one seeing this shit. 
Not at all, no. Okay, good. Oh, you completely missed my signal. You were looking at the TV. I was trying to keep... I was yawning. I was trying to tell oh. you to keep it going. <laughs> Luckily, Ryan stepped up. <laughs> I was like giving you... We just had this conversation with Blake about how we had this fucking non-communication <laughs> shit. And I tried to give you a non-communication signal and you're not even looking at me. <laughs> I've done something to, I've done something to my icons up here. And I can't fucking see them no more, and I missed my signal altogether. Blind as a bat. Thank God for Ryan. <laughs> no shit. Good job, Ryan. Well done, kid. So guys, uh, give me your your overall thoughts on the card. <coughs> a minus. Yeah. Minus one because of Brandon Jocko. Okay. Because it was a boring fight, and because of a no contest. Uh, as well, I would have liked to see a finish to that fight, but otherwise, uh, eight tremendous fights, loved them all. A minus. I got it. Uh, I got it as a solid A. I think it's the best card of 2017 so far. Very good. Right. Yeah, I give it a. I got a, a solid A, maybe a, a high A minus. Just like like you said, Dave, with the uh, with that opening fight to the pay per view, and the end of the uh, of the prelims kind of hurt it, but still like. Getting to that point of the no, of the uh, the no contest was awesome, and once that the branch fight, like you, it was forgotten so quickly once uh, Edgar and Yair stepped in. Yeah, yep. I, 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 it was a fun card. I, I've not had that much fun at, at doing the prelims. Oh man! Like every fight of the prelims was amazing. Wasn't it amazing? It was so good. It was Such a fun time. time. I don't think it was on the. I think it was, we were talking about it before the show. I, like. It was better than most of the pay-per-views we've had so yep. far this year. Yeah. Quality-wise, absolutely. If, and they, it, if those guys just had the name to draw, they would have had so many more eyes on them, and they could see that the, the kind of talent that they're getting in these prelims is so good and so entertaining yeah. and so so competitive that they only had the names to, to get them under there. The sad thing is is the ratings were terrible for this. Exactly. And, 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 and it's Jack. Yeah. FX. On FS right. crap. But yeah. and what you what, what to your point, like you said, and the th- the fucked up thing about it is, is that FX is in more homes than FS1. Like there are plenty of people that don't have FS1. Yeah. Or God forbid, if the fights get moved to FS2. Oh my God. If you're, yeah. if you're Comcast, you don't have FS2. No, I don't have FS2. No, that's that's part of why I got uh, the PlayStation View package because it had FS2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. So I was gotcha. like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, because you could only get it if you had satellite. Okay. Um, but so you would think with the, with FX being in more homes, better opportunity. But you fucking you blew it up by yeah. not promoting it correctly. Good job. Well, was USC. there anything going on on that station that prevented it? Like was it baseball, basketball, or baseball, baseball doubleheaders uh-huh. on on FS1 and FS2? I think or some other shit was on FS2, but it was definitely baseball. I think this is going to happen a lot because it happened in the last pay per view. The or no, it was maybe it was the fight nights. Uh, all the prelims got bumped over to FS2 because baseball was still on. I think, yeah, I think maybe you guys were telling me about that. And I think even the start of one of the cards was on FS2 as well. And actually, um, after months of me complaining about how, you know, with five <clears throat> TSN stations up here, the only one that you have to pay extra for is the only one that ever covers the pre- uh, carries the prelims. Now they're on every TSN. So... I don't know if it was my complaining that got the change. I have to believe it was, but regardless, TSN, thank you for finally airing the prelims. Or hockey's in the playoffs. 
Yeah, but Hockey on Saturday night, that's CBC. That's not TSN. That's what I'm saying, though. Well, yeah, hockey there's, hockey there's, on Saturday night they, overall, like... You don't get you don't get other you don't get other teams covering on T. I don't know what happens on TSN. I don't. Have- yeah, no, it's usually just like some like some nonsense that happened like thirty years ago, and it's not even like a documentary. It's just like a recap of a CFL game. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. All right, let's let's end the let's end the note on that, and let's let's get into some news. Um, Submission Underground took place Sunday night. And uh, it was a fun card, man. Jake Shields defeated, defeated Dylan Dennison overtime because of the escape time. Paula Mayo ended up defeating Uriah Faber. Hold on a second. Jake Shields defeating Dylan Dennis. Anyone expect that to happen? Yes. Yeah. Jake Shields is up. I mean, Dylan I Dennis. Is great. I is Dylan, great. Dylan Dennis is. is I mean, that Jake Shields, Damian Maya in the UFC. Yes. Like, he outgrappled Damian Maya. Oh, he outgrappled Damian Maya in, in but, BJJ, too. I would have thought Dylan Dennis was the was a heavy favorite going in. Well, if you ask Dylan Dennis, yeah. But, no, I want to ask that motherfucker to cut getting ready to beat Gary Tonin. What's that? Yeah, yeah. He was focused on something else. That's what happened to him, right? Oh God! Don't even get me started on Tony and Dennis. But I, I was, I did expect Jake Shields to beat Dylan Dennis, uh, partially because Jake Shields trains with the Dan Air Death Squad too. Yeah. And Gary was right. in his corner, so. Yeah. Um, but Jake Shields is just his people underrate him because he wasn't a, an extremely successful mixed martial artist, even though he was a champion in strike force at one point. But he just wasn't extremely. Uh, uh, Successful in UFC? No, he he didn't do so. He was good though. He just... Yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. he's always he was a good fighter. He was solid fighter. Sure, but he just underperformed a little bit here I and gotcha. there. Uh, and so people just kind of discount Jake Shields altogether. But Jake Shields is a fucking sick jits artist. Like, I mean, you got to think like anyone that comes out of that, like that those Diaz camps, they're they 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 are always legit, always. They're always fucking crazy. Yeah, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, man. Yep. And um, he trains with Henzo. I, I don't I don't know where I, I looked at I, I just seen um, the odds to going in, and I seen Dennis was up, uh, and the next guys we're going to talk about. Um, and Jake, obviously, extremely well-gifted. Uh, and very, very talented when it comes to, uh, this is this is Nogi, right? Yeah. This is oh, yeah, EBI rules. EBI e- e- rules. Yes. Um, in a cage instead this, of on a mat. And this is our friend uh, was a part of this show. Yep. Our friend Heather, Heather Standing, the boss yeah. lady MMA herself. Now, she uh, she did all the undercard. She did all the undercard right. work. Yep, all the main card was Chael. Uh, I'm the, sure she helped out with some of the sure, stuff, but sure. but getting guys like Uriah and and Dennis and that that's all Chael's work. But yeah, but she focuses on on the undercard, which the undercard is quite huge. There's a lot of. Lot of jits competition on the undercard going on. So, so. do you remember how many, um, like, oh. a lot, like, uh, like ten matches, Maybe eight more, matches, more than fifteen matches, probably close to 15, twelve, I fifteen think. matches. It, it, yeah, with the main card included, somewhere in there. But she probably had ten to twelve just on the undercard. Okay, so a lot of not not too many big names. Um, mostly a lot of young and up and coming jujitsu people in and around the area or, or you know, in the West Coast. That's but. a lot of matches too. That's the fun stuff though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, that's the stuff that people like, like even like EBI, like, if you don't know those names, it makes it almost, like, for me, if you're not familiar with the names, I enjoy it more. Probably because you don't have this preconceived notion going in ahead of time. You have a completely, exactly, exactly, you have a yeah, clean yeah. slate. So, um, Heather made some <clears throat> some 
business moves recently. She did. She did. She was also, um, like we talked about in the interview, was also the matchmaker for the Full Contact Fighting Federation, which was uh, Chael's promotion, the the longest-running amateur promotion in Oregon. As well as commentator. As well as commentator. She wore a lot of hats yep, in that she company. Had a lot of hats in that company. And uh, she announced after their uh, Rumble at the Roseland Saturday night that she would be stepping down as matchmaker. Makes me wonder, I mean, if they're having 10, 12, 15 uh, undercard uh, matches for these Submission Underground uh, events, that's got to be extremely time-consuming right. to not only schedule these, to to keep them going, to make sure that everyone's healthy. Um, there's got to be dropouts. Oh, there's got to sure. be yeah, injuries. Yeah. So she was looking for some. She was looking for some fighters. I, I saw her post and, and, and mm-hmm. a couple of jits guys. Yeah. You know, so there's always changing. That's part of the reason why I I booked her out a couple of weeks from the event. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to get her. I, I wanted to do closer to give her, you know, be able to build it up a little bit closer to it. But I, I, did, I didn't think she probably had the time for uh, it at that point. So and stress, yeah, and stress and uh, all that. At that I, point, oh, good yeah. lord. Uh, but so she's got all of these guys to manage and girls to manage uh, at that level, and she's got so uh, in terms of volume, and then. She has to work with, um, it's, you know, you guys should really go back and listen to our interview with her because she talks about working with Chael as well. And she, right. and she said she gave up uh, some, maybe some insider secrets you probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to share them with them and make you go listen to them, but it's, it's very, very, very funny and very informative. But so she has to, um, I'm sure her duties are primarily focused on the undercard, but if he needs something. Right. And he is, his hands are tied with a very important project. He needs something taken care of. She's going to have to step up and work the main card as well, if need be. Yeah. You know, take care of someone's she, business or whatever she has talked, to be done. She talked about that. Yeah, she mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. him giving him her some contacts for some certain fighters, one yeah. that was actually on the card this yeah. time around. And, again, I won't, I won't let you go back and you find it. One. You go find it. Do yourself a favor and Absolutely. go find it. Because it was such it a is, good interview. It's a great, great, great tell. She was an amazing guest and had a, a plethora of knowledge and a lot of great stories. And she works with, with very fun people. And uh, we we wanted to do this one to uh, not only share a great card with uh, the people that listen, but uh, make sure that we, we gave her some, some love on the show too, man, because yeah. – uh, they, they've earned it over there. Mission Underground's phenomenal. They're, they're doing a great job. And they have announced Five is coming. I don't remember if there was a date yet, uh, but Five is coming soon. And, you know, just keep your eyes out. There'll be some matches coming up. I'm sure they'll do something big. Maybe finally get Gary Tonin into, uh, into Submission mm. Underground competing again. Ryan, have you watched any of these? Get him again. Yeah. Have you watched these Submission Undergrounds? I've seen, uh, I've seen some matchups. Off and on, but I haven't watched, like, sat down and watched the full card. Okay, we um, can we can get on uh, flow grappling. Yep, flow grappling is where you can find it. Yeah, I, uh, I like, I really since starting up on uh, like on the average Joe's and that, I've gotten a lot more not away from MMA, but expanding into watching like the EBIs and stuff like that. Yes. You know, seeing more grappling because I've always enjoyed it, but I've just never sat down to watch the grappling matches for whatever reason mm-hmm. so i think like talking with you guys is really kind of like really that fire and it's like I, and I do enjoy watching it like i said uh you know just before like seeing these guys that i'm not necessarily familiar with going out there and seeing what they can do and who knows like you know 
are we going to see those guys possibly in mixed martial arts in the next few years? Are they going to stay in in, uh, in jujitsu and other grappling uh, organizations? Um, it, it's it's fun to kind of see other aspects of the sport uh, on its own. The progression. It's fun to watch the yeah. progression. Now, speaking of, of of kids that we haven't seen, uh, what about this guy uh, that battled uh, Uriah Faber? Paulo Maio, or Paulo Maio, young yes. guy, young young kid, mm-hmm. phenomenal jujitsu artist. He actually Ooh. just caught a ban. Um, like I was reading about it, uh, he he caught a ban from the uh, IBJFF or whatever it is for. Um, Testing positive for some substance. Yeah. Uh, that's the 2016 IBJFF World Championships. Yes. Failed drug test. Oh, so it, was, it wasn't from the pa- this past weekend's event? No, 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 no. no, no. It was at the, at the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation's uh, World Championships. But at the Submission Underground event, Faber weighed in at 161 pounds. Yeah, they don't do weight classes. So Faber it said, it was to say here that uh, retirement's been pretty good to him. Yeah. Yeah, well, have you, have you guys watched the fourth episode of Tough where he was drinking and Cody makes a douche of himself? Yeah, 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 that's right. Hanging yeah. with the boys. <laughs> oh, my God, seeing Cody fucking guy. like Dude, the best was when his girlfriend was like, you're going to look like a giant douche. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, all right, good for you. Good for uh, you. But yeah, Paulo, Paulo is a, he's a phenomenal jiu-jitsu. Yes, very talented. And looks so unassuming because he just looks like a little kid. Because he looks like he's four. Yeah. I, I gave it to Faber. I really, I thought Paulo was going to work him. Yeah. I really yeah. did. But I think maybe if they were closer in weight, he probably would have had a little bit of a better shot. But yeah. but took it to him nonetheless. But got on Faber for surviving. Uh, Nathan Orchard picks up the overtime win against Michael Perez. I was a little disappointed. Didn't get to see a dead Orchard submission. Nathan's patented move. And uh, Gilbert Burns defeated John Combs. That's your main card for submission underground. Great job to Heather and Chael. Congratulations on a great yes. card, guys. You did a wonderful job putting it together. On a great weekend because uh, Rubble at the Rosalind was also a big success mm-hmm. for them. So great yeah. weekend for, for everybody out there in Portland. And, Heather, we look forward to having you back on again. Definitely. Uh, a little bit of let's, let's do yeah, a little bit of news. There's um, some, yeah, there's a couple of – we don't have any UFC this week, but we've got a, a, a couple of different events happening. Friday night, Roy McDonald and Paul Daly are finally hooking up. Yeah, uh, Rory had a lot to say about moving over to, to Bellator this week. He said the uh, one of the main things is owners way more accessible now. He yeah. feels like he's in a family with uh, Bellator, whereas uh, he couldn't get, like he couldn't get Dana on the phone or he couldn't get uh, Lorenzo then. And right. He never worked with WME. Right. He feels like he's he's working with a, like a family owned business and he's just he's enjoying himself. But he said one thing that really that really um, uh, made me start to think because we always talk about how the sponsorship money over to Bellator. Yep. Rory's doing something a little different over there. Rory says he's not going to plaster himself with a bunch of uh, a bunch of sponsors and, and do it that way. Mm-hmm. He's going to focus on um, having. Uh, he's going to make less sponsor money than he could, but he's going to focus on a major sponsor. Uh, Probably. One or two or three major sponsors, and 
use them to go forward that way. I'm sure George got them linked up with Under Armour. Yeah. 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 Uh, which makes me wonder, it's like, if you... That's what UFC does. Mm-hmm. Why would yep. you yeah. bring the monster, UFC model? Monster, Budweiser, <laughs> and, and what's going Reebok. on here? You know, so I thought I would think if you were if you were going to move over there, you have the opportunity to plaster yourself with sponsors and make ten times the amount of money. Why wouldn't you? But you know, he's got a no. game plan. Um, he thinks it's going to be more beneficial in the long run to do it this way. Who am I to argue? I hope we'll he does. See, though, like, I, I, you know, he might take a couple fights. You know, <laughs> say he loses the daily fight, and he sees what is, you know, what is uh, how much goes into the old bank account. He might say, you know what, maybe I should just say a couple extra sponsors just because. What do you think about that fight with Daly? It's uh, I think he's gonna. Techni- I think technically Rory is a much better fighter, and I think yeah. he should win that fight, but. He's got that nose issue. Yes. And Paul Daly's got fucking bricks for hands. Yes. And a knee that will kill you. And uh, and we've seen that uh, after his nose <clears throat> um, blew up against Lawler, he purposely took so much time off and turned down other fights to properly let it rest. And all that happened in his next fight was the nose blew up. So is taking a, you know, a big chunk of time off again. Is it going to rest it, or are we going to see another early shot starts to, you know, turn the faucet on a little bit, and the next shot just blows it up again? That fight is tomorrow night yes. in London. Friday night in London. Uh, it's going to be on tape delay. <laughs> so if you're on social media, you'll already know what happened before Spike even shows it. But you can't even get it live in London if you're in London. Really? No. Nope, it's that problem. It's that problem. I mean, this comes from yeah. you know listening to Severe and listening to to uh, Talking Brawls. Uh-huh. But they no, even even when the fights are in their own country, when when they were in Dublin, they couldn't even get them live so in Dublin. The only people that are seeing it live are the people in the arena. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you can get it. I think Absolutely. I want to say you can watch it online live, but Spike. Okay. I I want to say because I remember, I feel like I was watching <laughs> some of the the fight card in Dublin live on spiketv.com or on Spike's or the Bellator app. But right. Yeah, the main events tape delayed. Uh quick uh quick question, Liam McGeary, Linton Vassell. <laughs> Liam McGeary. McGeary. All right, moving on. Liam McGeary. Liam McGeary's on the hunt back for that title. If Bader don't take it from Paul Daly, then or Paul Daly, God damn it. Phil Davis. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> Thanks, Lakeshore RV. I appreciate you for what you've done to me this week. Brain is fried. Fried, dude. So much sun, too. Oh, good God. I mean, look at me. Fried. I'm, I'm fried. French fried. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Looks like it burns. It, it's not that bad. Not that bad? No, nah, because I had a pretty good base tan before it happened. But So, Michael Bisbing, uh, since he's not fighting GSP... Won't be fighting anybody because he supposedly has a knee injury. Where was this knee injury when the Bisping fight was coming around? He, or the, the GSP fight was coming he around? He just had surgery. That's why, he's, that's why he was on the delay and didn't fight you all a while ago. It was because he had surgery after the last fight. Mm-hmm. 
But he has to have it again, or what, what's what's the deal uh, still now? Still lingering? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He probably just needs to rest till after October, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I what I've gotten how, out of this. How, how is, convenient? Exactly. What I've run out of this, and I love Bisping, and I don't mean to dog on him, but when the GSP fight was on, and it didn't matter when it was, he was good to go and rearing to go yep. and ready to go ahead. There was no talk of him having to wait out or lingering effects from surgery or issues at all. As soon as Dana said, we're not waiting, GSP's out, we're, we're going to put you all in there, now he has to sit out and wait. So, one of two things has happened. He don't think he's going to make enough money um, that like you would with a GSP fight, or he's scared to live in fuck of UL Romero. I think it's a combination. I do, too. I do, too. I mean, he I says... No, go ahead, Ron, Jeff. No, no, go ahead, bud. So I was just going to say, like, I, I, I think he realizes GSP is going to be his big payday. And win or lose, who cares? It's GSP. It's a, like, it's legit. Whereas Yoel Romero has a much better chance of beating him than he would have beating uh, Romero. And you're not going to get as much money. It's, it's But, I mean, you don't want to hear it, but... It, the magical I word just happens to pop up is all I can think of when I heard that news. Uh, he he said that he hasn't even been offered a fight with Yoel Romero and that George is the only fight that he has been offered. So there's that. I don't know. I just yeah. want somebody to fight. Just go ahead and make an interim title fight. I don't even care anymore. Just... You think they do... Um, uh, what's Whitaker. Uh, uh, Rockhold, since he's been bitching and crying lately? Fuck no. I don't know. I wouldn't give him his way. Dana told him to go nope. fuck himself and stick think... to fighting and modeling and let us do the matchmaking. Yep, I don't think they give him his way at all. I think they give it to... If they don't give it to Yoel, they give it to Whitaker. Give it to the guy that's on a winning streak. Um, yeah. Rockhold's coming off a loss. Yeah. He hasn't fought since that, right? Because he hurt his knee. That was uh, yeah. That was he was he was supposed to fight Jacare in Jacare. November yeah. okay. mm-hmm. in New, or New Zealand or Australia or some shit. Yeah, and then that's when yeah, he pulled out with a knee right. injury. Um. So, but this is not the only reason we we brought up Bisping today. Nope. Uh, reports are out that Bisping's ex manager claims the UFC champ still owes him three hundred and forty nine k. Uh. Anthony McGann, who runs the Wolf Slayer gym, is alleging that the UFC star has unpaid fees and expenses from a six-year contract shortly before he appeared on Season 3 of The Ultimate Fighter. He reportedly signed the contract in 2005 and then informed the camp of his plans to leave once the deal expired. Um... So how long how long ago was he out of the camp then? Um, he's he. Is it just recently that he would have left the camp, or Bisbing moved to California in two thousand and twelve? Doesn't really say much more than that right now. It's uh, he said the contract signed was a big. It was uh, uh it's not. Well, the... if he signed it in two thousand and five, it would have been yeah. the end of two thousand eleven. So yeah. that would make sense why he moved to California in two thousand and twelve. There's not a lot of info on it yet. So that's when he started training with Jason Perillo. It almost sounds like the guy's just like, just mad that he got the belt now, and that like, he probably would have never went after him if he did get the belt. I've exactly. Heard, I was reading some different things from different people on Twitter about this, um, and nobody really has a very high 
uh, opinion of Anthony McGann. So exactly, I don't think th- I think this is uh, like frivolous. And it's just it's just trying stretch, to stretch, trying just, to gouge right, for money, yeah, yeah. gouge money, yeah, money grabs, yeah. Yeah. money, yeah. money grabs. All right, let's get into final thoughts, <laughs> Ryan. I'm gonna let you kick it this week. Actually, before we get into final thoughts, Ryan, did you get in any trouble with your sister-in-law last week? Um, so, um, or did she for Kara and Kara just kind of rolled her eyes and she goes, I'm going to have to have a big talk with Dave at the beginning. And uh, <laughs> at the end, she goes, well, I'm going to have to have a big talk with Jeff. <laughs> so but just think, uh, she, she, she was, it was all a joke, obviously, you know, but, uh, hey, who said I was joking? I'm just saying we could become family, man. <laughs> we are family. Well, yeah, but we could, we, we could make it, family. we could make it legal. <laughs> No, but uh, I sent her a text on the on the Friday morning. I'm like, look, when you listen to the show this week, I did not condone any spankings. But her, uh, or I guess her, uh, she she was away or something. I don't know. Uh, she just got back to me yesterday. She hadn't heard the episode yet, but she her response was, "Ah, so doors <laughs> open, Dave." Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm just saying, Ryan, I will give you my number, pass it along to her. <laughs> Let her know how she can get a hold of me. I'll even get a passport and come to Canada, goddammit. There it is. Oh, man, it's getting serious already. Hey, fuck it. I gotta go to Canada once in my life. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what better way to go? Yeah. Why not? Just don't make wings exactly. here for uh, you, you got to drive. Go- Keep driving. Just keep driving through Windsor. <laughs> I heard you get over the, say you get out, you know, out of the tunnel or off the bridge. And, you know, you say, welcome to Windsor. <laughs> keep driving until you see now leaving Windsor. Heard, then you'll start feeling like, okay. I've heard great things about Windsor strip clubs, though. I have, too. Yeah. Windsor strip clubs are, the, are good because it's where all the uh, uh, strippers from Quebec go to make their final cash before they head down to, to the States. <clears throat> So they are well, my chance... back is at the state, so they're like you go to a one in Windsor you can't touch, but you find a French stripper in Windsor, she'll look the other way. Okay. Oh. More reason for me to Jeez. stop there because I'm not going to go back. You gotta take a chance, Columbus did. <laughs> I gotta get you guys then. I'm not going to Quebec, dude. That's just not happening. But I do need to come well, to Canada. I've heard Toronto's a good time too. Toronto's great, actually. Uh, a lot of people say that Toronto is, uh, especially for fights, is better than Vegas. I have, uh, I haven't had the chance to see a, a fight live in uh, in Toronto, but I've heard it's supposed to be insane. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we'll be keeping our eyes open for a possible UFC in Detroit in December, since yeah. Joe's coming to town. Yeah, we're wondering. We got and. Jeff and I have got tickets. And Tony is joining and us. And Tony, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot to ask you guys about that. Yeah, I picked up uh, Wednesday morning before I went off and had my adventure with La La Land and <laughs> lost half the day. I, I, I sat here uh, at 10 a.m., 9.55, refreshing, sound, typing in sound check, which is the pre-sale code right. to get into the Ticketmaster pre-sale too early. <clears throat> so, boom, too early. Right at 10 o'clock, soundtrack, boom, you're in. So I got us the best possible tickets that I could get right off the bat. Nice. Uh, the, the, um, by the time I got in to get those, there was more sold out from oh, yeah. the uh, all the front. Oh, I, was I, fucking I bet. It was sold out days before 
we, you know, they were sold out uh, on like the Monday or whatever when they went on sale for the VIP members oh, or the yeah, fuck yeah. it was. Um, but through the way it looked, I got us pretty solid tickets um, as, as best I could get, I mean, for, for what it was. But oh, yeah. here's the thing is the tickets were, I think they were 66. Yeah, that's what you said. They, no, they were like 55 each, but the parking pass was 20. Right. And the parking pass for 20 is almost a mile away. Yep. Like point nine, it's point is, nine miles away. Which is weird. They must, because there's a lot. You've never been to the Fillmore, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So the Fillmore is separated from Comerica Park by a parking lot. Like okay. a gigantic, not a gigantic, but a pretty good sized parking lot. Okay. Chili's Chili is not too far away either. I think it might actually be right around the corner. But I always park when I go to the Fillmore in the lot across the street from Comerica as long as there's not a game because then fuck you, you're fucked. Yeah. But. The Fox and the Fillmore are right next door to each other, so the point two mile lot must be. But I have never been to a show where they charged me an extra fee on my ticket to get into that lot across the street. It's usually like ten, twelve bucks yeah. to park there. The that's crazy. The the one that was like point two or point three or whatever it was miles away was like thirty two bucks. Oh fuck! You know what they're doing though? I didn't think about that now though, because fucking Little Caesars will be open down there. Oh, and yeah. they probably are fucking oh. reserving lots and shit gotcha. now because because it's all, I mean, you know, it's Comerica, and then on the other side is is Ford Field, and mm-hmm. then you'll have the Little Caesars Arena down there, so that's... We're technically in lot one. <laughs> right, so right, right. Whatever that means yeah. uh, down there, but so Jeff and I block, have, so we've seen Burt Kreischer this year. Yep. Uh, I believe it's... July. July's Bill. We're going to see Bill Burr. Fuck yeah. And that's then. The, uh, that's the one. Yeah, baby. the year off with fucking Joe Rogan, And then in man. December, we're going to see Rogan. Yeah. So, we're at, the only thing we're missing this year is uh, Uncle Joey. We missed Uncle. I mean, we just because Uncle Joey snuck in and nobody told us that he was no here. No clue that he was here. Nope. Zero. Nope. We had no idea. And if Tom Segura manages to oh, finagle his way. You know, in here somewhere. I'll go see Tom. You know, we got to do that. So, I but definitely go see Tom. Now, uh, has uh, has Rogan said who he's bringing with him on that tour? No. Oh no, but this is so. Uh, yeah, because I, I I always like, I if I don't see like anywhere near me, I just avoid looking into it. Cause I just get depressed. I'm hoping we see like the lineups that Joe Rogan puts together. I'm hoping for an Ari or I mean, mm-hmm. even I would be I'd be ecstatic for an Uncle Joey. Yeah, oh my god. But that's what I was, was going to say. Like, you guys wouldn't that lucky. be amazing? That would be sick to oh. get Joey with. Uh, if I got Ari or Joey, my night would absolutely be made absolutely. even more. Yeah. Like, for sure. Getting Brian Tony Callen, would be right? okay. I, I, I don't. I could deal with Brian Callen doing comedy. I could deal with the stand up, sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could listen okay. to Brian Callen be funny because I like Brian Callen as an actor. Absolutely. I, I like his comedy, too. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I just don't want to listen to Brian Callen talk about fights. Not at all. And oh, God, I thought you guys just didn't like straight up like him. Oh, no. no, no, man. Because I, I used to, I was a Mad TV fan. I like Callen yeah. as a person. I think he's funny. Actor. I just don't like him just talking about MMA. Stop with the fighting. Stuff. Yeah, I think he's a shit podcaster. Oh, he's terrible. I can't yeah. listen to Fighter and the Kid either. But yeah, so Ryan, now we can begin your final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so we went down a rabbit hole. No, uh, 
Yeah, I just got a couple. Uh, first, I do want to say again, uh, thanks to Blake and uh, Lola Joe's for getting you guys on there and really helping to, to push our show again this week. Uh, awesome what he's doing. I want to give a little uh, birthday shout out to uh, the beautiful uh, John Davis, who uh, celebrated his birthday yesterday. He's a good listener to the show, always uh, comments, reacts with uh, with us, and interacts and all that stuff. So happy birthday, John. I hope uh, hope your day was great. hope the kids uh, spoiled you. Um, May 18th, 15th anniversary. So if anyone's looking for something to do tonight, go online and find Mickey Ward Arturo Gotti 1, the best boxing fight of the 21st century, hands down. Uh, go and watch those two warriors throw down 15 years ago tonight. Uh, just an epic, epic brawl. And my last one, uh, Monday, I talked about it earlier in the show. It's a big day for me and Kara. Uh, we're going to be celebrating our, uh, our little angel's third birthday. I've been putting a lot of hours at work so I can treat her good. So, again, you know, Carla, I'll play this for you. Uh, I'll play this for you later on, honey. But, you know, Daddy loves you. I can't wait to wake up with you Monday morning and just spend all day with you and just celebrate all your awesomeness. And that's it, guys. Well, happy birthday, Carla. Absolutely. An extremely very, very, very happy birthday to you. I know Gamora's up there flying around. I know Star-Lord's up there flying around. Nebula's flying around. Drax is sitting by and Rocket and Groot are up there. And they are looking down on you. (laughs) And they are singing happy birthday in their very, 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 very best way. Because you deserve it. So happy birthday to you, sweetheart. And I hope you have the best day in the world. Uh, For me, um, just... Take good care of yourself, guys. Take better care of yourself. Uh, take the best care of yourself as you can because it can be short and it can be over to heartbeats. And when it's done, it's done. So be a better friend to yourself. Be a better friend to your friends. And just remember that uh, you know there's someone out there that cares whether or not you do this. So, Amen, brother. Absolutely. Well said, brother. Thank you. Well said. Uh, yeah, uh, Blake, thank you once again, man. It was a pleasure coming on your show, and we had a blast. Thank you again for all your continued support. Kyle, once again, congratulations on the 100th episode. Thank you for having me on that night. Uh, can't wait to continue to watch you guys grow and grow with you and keep working together. So, uh, as far as MMA goes this week, no UFC, like we said, but we got Bellator Friday night. You can watch Invicta and LFA on Saturday night. And, yeah. Whoops. Hey, Jeff, no, I'll tell you what. You make your way up to Kitchener for Carlos' birthday, I'll get a Tyrone Woodley pinata. How's that sound? Oh. <laughs> Dude, if I could get <laughs> if I could get out of if I could get my passport and not have to work Monday, I would drive the fucking seven hours to Kitchener. We'd be there. Seven hour drive ain't shit to me. Hell no, brother. We'd we did be there. six. We did six, and we we fucking basically drove six hours <laughs> to get out of the car for an hour and a half. Yeah, I do that shit all the time, dude. I drive to Detroit and back we'll, for concerts we'll work constantly. On that. We'll work on getting our yeah. uh, our uh, international or our extended driver's license, whatever, whatever the, fuck the fuck it's it called. One way or another, we will have, when we all get together. There will be a Tyron Woodley pinata. Oh my god! If, if I don't get a Tyron P- Woodley pinata now, Ryan, that's it. It's you're you're <laughs> done. I'm gonna put a bullet right between its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just sit around screaming. <laughs> on that note. 
<laughs> for Dave Van Boglin, Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Come in. Come in. Open your fucking mouth. Open your, did I tell you don't fuck with me? Huh? Did I tell you not to fuck with me? Huh? Look at you now. Huh? Can't talk with a gun in your mouth, huh? Bitch ass nigga.